Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Drink, 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 drink. <laughs> oh boy. It is Danthony's favorite day of the year. It's Black Monday. Black I Monday, like, Danthony. There's so in much the, disappointment the world. over the... Yeah, I love this. Uh, it, it's kind of actually bittersweet because a lot of teams have hope now. Like, we're going to get our new coach and fucking win next year. Well, I've got some bad news <laughs> for you guys. You're you're going to suck in 28, or 2019 as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been a lot of bitching today about the NFL Network's coverage of Black Monday regarding... The fact that you're celebrating the loss of somebody's jobs or a lot of people's jobs if you're the Falcons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they fucking cut everybody. Sarkeesian, uh, I love it. Love fucking it. Manuel, fucking uh, what's his name? The the special teams coordinator as well. Everybody yeah, got the they cut the they cut the water boys, the uniform people, everybody. I'm 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 for it. I am here for it. I like Dan Quinn. I, I think he can be a good coach. I, they just moved him over. I don't know if you saw this to uh, defensive coordinator as well, which he was in 2016. So he'll be calling all the plays uh, when the when the Falcons won the or uh, uh, I almost said won the Super Bowl. When they lost the Super Bowl, Ooh, God damn it! They did, they deserve to win. I'm so pissed. Do you remember about that haircut? <laughs> oh, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> Do you, you see the fucking haircut I have now, hombre? Yeah, um, you look like an asshole. Um, yeah, but it, it looks like uh, that's really interesting. So Quinn's going to call the defensive plays, and then uh, it looks like the number one contender for their uh, OC position is uh, Daryl Bevel, who's been the OC for the Seahawks and the Vikings before. Um, I'm not sure how those two systems match up with what Atlanta's got going on because they're, I mean, if you think about um, Atlanta as a team with Jones and uh, Ridley and Freeman and then, of course, Matt Ryan, they, that's a run-and-gun fucking offense, man. They have a lot of talent. I know Freeman's, I, I expect he'll be back and healthy by the start of the 2019 season, so that's going to be a... That's going to be pretty legit, man. I, I Look, I don't know if he stays or not, to be honest with you. I, I haven't been impressed by him since he signed that huge contract. I don't care if he, he stays or goes. Um, I think there's too many greats running backs that come out of college these days. I mean, look at the yeah. fucking factory up in Pittsburgh. They didn't give a shit about Le'Veon Bell and just started housing people with, you know, James Conner and, and Jalen Samuels. Like, I, I just think there's too many decent running backs out there where it's like, I don't. I don't know that you're paying a, a Freeman to come back to get you know 85 yards or whatever. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm if they cut him, they, they take they take a minor cap hit if they cut him, right? Yeah. So I, me personally, I'm done with it. Move on. Let's get a young guy in there who's hungry and and wants to run his, his face into the ground. I'm fine with it. Um, I want to I want to get into these coaches though who got fired. Why don't you read off the illustrious list to the audience? All right, so uh, Todd Bowles from the Jets, and we've already we talked about this last week, but that's <laughs> that's that spot is almost definitely going to be Harbaugh, especially after his uh, performance in the bowl. I mean, it yeah. wasn't necessarily his fault; his team just gave up on him, and that makes me think he's already let him know that he's fucking going to bail. To be honest, like they they did they played like a team that didn't have a future to me. Um, I I don't know what their future is going forward. If if Harbaugh does leave and go to the Jets, look, and, and I'm not. 
entirely shitting on Jim Harbaugh. He had some success with the 49ers in the NFL. But if he does leave the Jets, I don't know what that does to to Michigan's program or who coaches it. I would have said Les Miles because he's a he's a Michigan man, same as Harbaugh. But uh, he's already signed on to coach Kansas, so I don't know who they go after, and I don't know another big name out there besides Bob Stoops. But let's face it, Bob Stoops isn't going to Michigan. Um, no, who where, would want to coach that team? Where is oh shit? Some some dude just got leveled. I'm watching the uh, Missouri-Oklahoma State game. Uh, yeah, Stoops, where is he right now? He's not coaching, is he? Uh, no, he's not doing anything. And I, I expect he'll be back in college once a, a, a dream job opens up, like a Notre Dame perhaps. Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not going to go from Oklahoma to fucking Michigan. Well, I don't know. Maybe he would. Michigan's not a bad job, but it, that's, a, that's like a two- to three-year rebuild up there at this point, right? Yeah, it's it's tough up there, and they're losing a lot of guys to to, uh, to the NFL. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to that program. Yeah, and we and, talked about this last week. Harbaugh is definitely more suited for the NFL, in my opinion, just based on his coaching style, and not just his coaching style, but his personality. Like the whole, um, he want he's he's very rigid, but he also wants to like do all this crazy extracurricular shit, and without you know good solid coordinators to keep him on task he seems like he might have a little bit of add and uh without those coordinators i don't know what's wrong with that fucking guy i've always hated him me personally i wish he coached coached at michigan for the rest of my life because we can just beat the brakes off of him every year and and see him really really reach down inside those whitey tighties and uh, and just pull him right out of his asshole that he's buying at Walmart. But I, I think he's gone. Their performance in that bowl game against Florida was abysmal. I mean, that was a, yeah, that was a team that that just looked listless. They didn't want to be there. No. Uh, and Florida he sucked like, all year too. Yeah, I, and somebody somebody on Dringer Bros Sports. By the way, if you're not following us on Dringer Bros Sports on Facebook, uh, you should be because that's where everybody talks shit. Somebody was like, "Oh man, how about that SEC?" And it was like, "Yeah." I'm not going to give you the SEC on this one, man. Uh, no. Michigan sat out five starters, and well, not sat out. They they volunteered for tribute. They um, yeah. <laughs> they Jennifer Lawrence did and just volunteered in tribute to uh, to that sit was. The fuck were you out. surprised by that at all? I mean, what what was the was there a story behind them not? I am. Not I mean, you you or? really have to either dislike your program or your coach. Because none yeah. of those guys, you know, there, there was one on defense, that, that linebacker who's probably going number eight right now, predicted on Mel Kuyper's big board. That guy maybe, but the rest of the team, I don't understand. You're you're talking are, about uh, uh, Rashawn Gary? Is that you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, he's the, a fucking beast. Like besides him, the rest of those guys aren't first round picks. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Play, try to boost your stock. Same with Will Greer. Yeah. Play, try to boost your stock. And and by the way, anybody out there who's you know betting on bowl games and all that stuff, again, I, I hope you listened to us and just said, I'm going to start following who's sitting out of these bowl games because more and more kids are doing it, and it it sucks to watch. Like That Michigan-Florida game was awful. I mean, congrats to Florida, I guess, but how do you take pride in a win like that? Not only that, but if you're Florida and you're you're the fans and all that shit, you you haul ass all the way up to to Atlanta, get a hotel room, and get tickets to the game and all that shit. Do you really want to see your team play against a team whose half half their players are missing? I don't I don't want to see that. Um, you know, with Ohio State and, and Washington, I don't want to see Washington's players sit out. 
I want to I want to yeah. beat a, a real team at full strength. And, you know, I, I think after this weekend and Notre Dame getting fucking ass rammed, um, I mean, fuck, I could go on about this for days. I think you got to expand the college football system to eight and then nuke all these other bowl games. And, and that way, these kids, if they don't want to play, they don't have to play anymore. Well, I think the they're probably going to they're probably going to expand the the CFP, but I doubt they're going to reel back any of the bowl games. It's too much revenue. I, I guess, but if you're watching these games on TV, what a quarter of the stadium is filled up for yeah. what? I mean, I mean, it's not ticket sales; it's fucking the title advertiser that they're making all the money on. Yeah, yeah, but it's you know you're watching a, a quarter quarter filled stadium and nobody really cares. You can hear conversations going on, full conversations, yeah, I know, going right? on in these stadiums, and you're just like, yo. <laughs> The fuck why am oh, i watching man. this why no, why stupid. am i watching this and you know i look the the notre dame thing and we'll get back to the coaches thing since i went off on a rant on college football we'll go back yeah. to the nfl coaches thing in a second but um the the notre dame thing is this th- th- there was a lot of people bitching on drinking bro sports and i look around the country twitter everywhere that notre dame didn't deserve to be there you know what they they actually did they did deserve to be there i don't think notre dame was very good either um so I, I want to, I really want to point that out. I th- I think they were a shitty team, but if you look at their schedule before the season started, it appeared to be fucking brutal. Um, I mean, you have Florida State, uh, Vanderbilt, USC, who's typically good, uh, Stanford, who's typically good. Um, like Florida State is always pretty goddamn good. Uh, Navy is always a fucking tricky team to play. Van Vandy's always a tricky team to play. That's another bowl game. Uh, Michigan. I mean, on paper, you look at that and you're like, all right, fuck, man. That's a tough schedule. It wasn't Notre Dame's fault that these teams ended up being shitty. Therefore, they deserve to be in um, with the current system in place, which, right. you know, I think after this year, they should make it mandatory. If Notre Dame wants in, they should join a fucking conference. Yeah, I mean they really need to. It, it just uh, it fucks everything up that they're not in a conference. Yeah, so I, I I don't know that anybody takes them seriously anymore after this because they've been an embarrassment in, in big games now for thirty years. So yep. I think it's going to be a very long time before we see them back in the college football playoffs if they keep it at four. If they expand to eight, fine. Or if they join a conference, fine. But other than that, I, I think this is you know the last strike for notre dame and and they're fucking yeah, out of sure. there well if you think about college football as a as a product and that's what it is um you want to you want to maximize value for your customer over time right and that's that's just marketing 101 you the more you maximize value for your customer the more uh interest there's going to be in the brand so expanding the playoff is definitely that so i i would be an advocate of removing one regular season game or more even if you wanted to go beyond eight teams i don't know if there's always eight competitive or more than eight competitive teams for a national championship that's why i'm i kind of throw that caveat in there but removing one regular season game and replacing it with an additional playoff game would to me be the ideal situation right now as college football stands um you're still going to end up with 14 or 15 games in a full season if you go all the way to the uh to the finals um just like it is now. And you're going to see more competitive games at the end of the season instead of these throwaway bowl games that are just nonsense. No, look, I, I agree. I also think that, you know, in the case of the SEC, stop playing Division Two football teams. 
Get those off of your schedule. Somebody else. Why do you think that shouldn't count towards your record at all? I, why why play it then? Is is what I don't understand. Uh, somebody yeah. in Dringer Bros Sports had a had a great one who said, "Hey, what if every Power Five conference it was mandatory to play another team from the Power Five? I I love that idea as well. Yeah, great. That would be just, good. Just do a round robin, replace all these D two. You know, again, Alabama's playing two to three D two schools a year. Like replace those, get a big game in there, um, and I think this will help." clean up college football but right now it's a fucking mess man i mean those those two games were awful awful games to watch i thought kyler murray was going to get killed in the first quarter like physically killed remove your body from the stadium in, in a fucking body bag killed i i you know he came back at the end and it was fine but uh uh i was worried about his safety out there for a while it's just yep. it, it was bad. That Notre Dame game was atrocious, and what now we're at Clemson, Alabama for f- four out of the last five years in a row. Yeah, I mean, and it's uh, you know the chances of it being the same thing next year are pretty high, to be honest. Um, which is, uh, I you know, good rivalries like that are good for for any sport. Like long term rivalries are good. Yeah. Um, but having a big disparity between. One and two, and then three through fifteen is not necessarily good. Like, there's got to be some competition in there. Um, but you know, who knows? It, sometimes it's just the way it goes. Like the Lakers and Spurs in the West back in the two thousands, shit like that just happens sometimes. Yeah, I, look, it's cyclical, man. And college football in particular, and I've said this for years and years, is about coaches. The best coaches always end up in these games. Uh, that's why you always see Nick Saban or Dabo Sweeney or an Urban Meyer. Like those guys have dominated college football for 10, 15 years. It's time for other coaches to step up. If you want to go to the playoffs and you want to have a big boy program, step up. Uh, find a find a yep. coach. Um, find a young coach. Look, Dabo Sweeney came out of fucking nowhere, man. Uh, yeah, he did. And let's face it, bringing re- rec- recruits into Clemson. Which hasn't traditionally been a football powerhouse is not easy, but he he did it, so it is possible. So don't bitch about it if if you're at home saying, "Man, my coach can't do this or this." No, he can. It's possible. He's doing it at Clemson. Yeah. No, Clemson that- was an eight nine uh, win a, a season team for two decades. Probably uh, they would get into a bowl game and usually lose it. Uh, until yeah. he came around, and uh, you know, within a couple of years, he turned that pro. Like, I, he he's the the poster boy for the argument you're making right now because he came in, uh, did his own recruiting, and it took him about two and a half years to make that team fucking legit. Um, and now look at them; they're a perennial fucking contender. Uh, so there's no excuse, really. It's not no. like there's there's not like there's less talent. There's probably more talent out there than ever at this point, just by statistically. Like there aren't as many teams that are competitive in recruiting because, uh, just the way that things go these days with how much money the colleges have to spend, uh, you know, social media and kids want to be part of big programs, shit like that. Often they'll take uh, scholarships without even a starting position. And a, and, a, and a team instead of going to somewhere where they're going to play all four seasons. You know, recruiting is a big deal. So if you can't find that coach that can get players on your team, then fire him immediately. It's just how it is. Like why Ray Dalio in his book Principles says, hire slow and fire fast. And I don't think college programs do that enough. Like it doesn't take 
five years to build a team. And that's what I'm kind of curious to see what happens in Nebraska with Frost. Like, how much time are they going to give this guy? Yeah, I, I think they'll give them four. Four is usually the cycle of, hey, these are my guys, and we build them up from freshmen and seniors. Yeah. But that's at a big-name program. That's about all you get. Um, you know. And then uh, over in the NFL with all of these coaches getting fired today, which has become a tradition, obviously the day after the regular season ends, the, the talk that has dominated all of sports radio and everything else is black coaches being fired. Five yep. five black head coaches were fired. ESPN, you know, their their analyst, their black analyst that was on today. Because let's face it, it's it's New Year's Eve, so they didn't have a lot of talent run around. This this Riddick guy was saying that it's significant. Um, the undefeated says the future of of black NFL coaches is a concern after a round of firings. Why? Why? If it, it why does race have to factor in? to any of this and how you coach those coaches who got fired today deserve to get fired because they were shitty not because they were black it's because they were shitty and how long are you going to ride a shitty coach look in the case of the Bengals how long was Marvin Lewis the head, head coach of that team uh 16 years I believe oh and, and seven was... in the playoffs and eight and 26 against the Steelers their primary rival oh and seven in the playoffs and that motherfucker was there for 15 years how, how long do you want him there how long do you want the Bengals to keep him on staff just because he's black? Fuck off with this shit. Hire the best people that deserve the jobs. Race should not come in as a factor in any of this. Again, I look at all the firings today. They were all justified to me. All of those coaches were shitty. Those were shitty teams. Was there anybody that surprised you on today's list? Um, no, not, not, well, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised Marvin Lewis got fired just because they've been so long suffering with him. Um, <laughs> you thought they were just going to go for the rest of their lives with Marvin yeah, Lewis? Yeah, I don't, I mean, it's like, I, if, if it were me, I would have fired him after 0-3 in the playoffs, to be honest. I mean, shit. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's curious, I'm kind of surprised about Steve Wilkes, to be honest, from the Cardinals, because... I don't. I don't know what they expected him to do with that fucking shitbag team. Uh, and they have. This may just be a case of we want a fresh guy for a new season, um, because uh, they're going to have uh, Boza. They're definitely going to take him number one. Yeah. Um, and that's going to make them probably at least a top ten defense because he's a he's a game changer. Um, but they're going to be a top ten defense with a bottom ten offense. So. I don't know what their game plan is here, uh, to be honest. Well, because I, you know, here's what I saw when I saw that firing. I, I saw a, a great opportunity for, for Arizona to go after the defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears and pick him off to be the head coach. That way, look, you can take the this year's Bears team as, as the motto for that team, if you will. This year's Bears team has Trubisky. Second year, great. Rosen's going to be in his second year down there. Um, they've got a good running back, obviously, in David Johnson. Uh, if you build up a defense first and then kind of just slowly bring along your offense, it's possible. Chicago, The Chicago Bears have done that. I still don't think, you know, look, uh, the Bears have been the surprise of the year and, and congratulations, but there's still a couple wide receivers away from from winning the Super Bowl and there's nothing wrong with that that slow build up to what the Bears are going to be is what every franchise should do and I think if 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 Arizona hires the defensive coordinator of the Bears 
and then slowly build that team, starting with defense, and then have the offense come along. The same way they, you know, with Trubisky and those guys at Chicago, I think they could be decent because there's there's enough pieces in Arizona, and they've got a lot of money to spend. That I I think they could be decent in a couple of years. I truly yeah, maybe. believe we'll that. see. We'll see. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know how much cap space they have to go out and get a couple of other guys. Uh, like you said, they've got Johnson at running back. He's he's had like his last two seasons have been. Uh, but, well, he had a uh, broken wrist last year, so he didn't play all of last year. Uh, yeah, this year was meh, but he didn't have a line, and, and not only that, but like the coaches just didn't care. Yeah, I don't know whether they, they told him to tank or not, but uh, uh, that to me, th- that's my guess for for Arizona is uh, great. Pick off the, the the Bears defensive coordinator. Could be yeah, wrong on maybe. that. Maybe, maybe. So you got uh, the other coaching. Uh, uh, changes well, not changes yet, but people have been fired. So Vance Joseph from the Broncos, and that this is another interesting situation because uh, in twenty nineteen the Broncos are going to have their fourth head coach in the last six years. So the question that I ask is, how much is Elway to blame as president of the team for bringing in coaches who can't get the job done? Now, one of the guys left for health reasons, but you know, I I've worked in politics, and that usually means he sucked, and they told him to get the fuck out, right? Um, uh, Look, the, the so Broncos I, I don't have know, a, I don't know about that one. The Broncos have a lot of young guys there. Um, I just I don't I don't look. I I think they could have been a playoff team this year. I don't think I don't think Joseph was very good. Uh, I just don't. Watching some of those games, they lost too many close games. They yeah. have the talent. They've got some young guys uh, in the backfield. That, that Philip Lindsay kid is a blast to watch. Royce Freeman could be great. That could be the a great one two punch going forward. I thought it was going to be this year, but it never materialized. You know, no, they're going to have to pick up some receivers now that uh, Sanders is down with a, a torn Achilles. Obviously, and they t- traded Thomas Demarius gone, Thomas. Yeah. yeah, so they're going to have to rebuild. You might as well bring in a, in a new coach and get a fresh start. I, uh, truthfully, I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, I, d- looked, I definitely look lost. I definitely, sometimes I definitely didn't think he was qualified. Well, I mean, he's qualified. I, he just doesn't look like he knows what he's doing as a head coach. Um, Part of that, you know, there, there's a lot of things that go into that. Like we talked about with Harbaugh, you're managing uh, your span of control shrinks instead of managing the whole team. You're managing your coordinators, but you know, maybe a guy like him, who's a coordinator, used to managing, you know, uh, like four or five different people at the same time, uh, like a quarterbacks coach and a receivers coach and a running backs coach and blah blah blah, special teams coach. Maybe um, just managing two coordinators wasn't in his like he didn't know how to communicate that way you know I don't, who knows what the fuck happened either way on the sidelines he looked lost and their play calling was weird um they like you said they lost a bunch of fucking close games i'm just curious uh how much elway's like legendary status there in denver is propping him up as president like at what point does because shit rolls downhill right but blame is supposed to roll uphill so at what point does he have to take a little responsibility for bringing in coaches that can't get the job done? Uh, I mean, look, I, he won a Super Bowl, what, two years ago? So yep. uh, that, that's going to buy him at least another four or five years. I, I, think he, I think he's fine for a while. And, you know, I, I think he does, a, for, for the most part, a decent job. We'll see how all of this plays out, but... I, look, the, the, I didn't think the coach was spectacular. The team I thought was a, a you know a fringe playoff team this year, but uh, they didn't get the job done. 
and uh, you know rebuild and see what happens. But I think that Super Bowl bought Elway at least three or four more more seasons. Me personally, yeah, um, we'll see. And I haven't seen any information about who they're looking at to bring in for next year. Um, it's all there's always one of these coaches that gets fired on Black Monday that gets picked up by a team the next year. I can't imagine any of these guys getting picked up by somebody else though. Well, Although, who got, who got next, fired in Miami? Yeah. The next guy on the list is Adam Gase from the Dolphins, and apparently the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he was number one on the Browns hit list. Uh, oh Jesus Christ, dude! When that scrolled across the screen at the gym today from NFL Network, and it just said Browns interested, Haslam's interested in uh, interviewing Gase, I, w- I almost fell off the fucking treadmill, dying yeah. laughing. Like, and what the fuck are they doing? Look, there's a, there's a lot of people. Like, I, I posted yesterday. Uh, drinking bros sports on facebook that you know if you if you rely on the browns for anything you're fucked like the city of pittsburgh was last night again man this is the most browns thing they could do is to hire the the head coach of the dolphins the fucking dolphins yeah i i said this to you earlier today but the browns are basically the equivalent of that guy in your fantasy league who draft baker mayfield with their first pick <laughs> like that's that's who doing? they are as an organization and they just do things and you're like what the fuck that people like that are staring into a crystal ball somewhere they think they've got shit figured out uh it, it's just hubris usually is what that is like hey we fucking know what we're doing okay just it's crazy and like you know i i take a lot of shit in drinking bro sports of like you're a fucking browns hater i'm actually not I, look, before the season started, I, I said that they would win six to seven games. They won seven games. A- at the bar last night, I turned to my buddy. My buddy's a diehard Browns fan. We were watching that game. And I said, dude, you watch on this drive. Mayfield's going to throw a pick. Uh, it was right after that that Jarvis Landry catch got overturned. And all yep. they needed was 15 more yards to get into field goal range. And um, he was like, no, nah, man, why would you say that? And I was like, because it's the most Browns thing they, they could do right now. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. dude, Baker Mayfield just set the, the, the record for rookie quarterbacks. He passed Peyton Manning for touchdown passes. I was like, I get it. He's still going to throw a pick because two cities, the entire league, and every sports fan in America was watching that game at the exact same moment last night. They went live around the world with that game, and then little Baker Mayfield just threw a fucking pick because he couldn't see high enough, um, and, yeah. and that was it. And when again, he threw that last pick, did you uh, were you watching all the Steelers players on the field? Oh, boy, the, the Steelers, were, the players, I the wish, fans, I wish, everybody. <laughs> I wish I could have been there. I would have absorbed up so much misery. That would have that probably would have lasted me throughout the rest of this football season. Just that right there. <laughs> if you were there, yeah. Oh yeah. That would that would yeah. have filled up your tank full of misery. Yep. And again, to the Browns fans, I am not a Browns hater. I w- I want to. I really want to clarify this. I like the Browns. I think it would be great for the league if the Browns won a Super Bowl. Yeah. It, they're they're like the Cubs. Please, they have great fans. They have, uh, I, I like their uniforms, the whole shit. I, I get the Browns. I understand their fans. What I don't yep. understand is this, just this constant, like, I don't want to say will or hope, uh, but it's hope. It's That's, cognitive dissonance is what it is. Like, yeah. beyond all reason, they suspend disbelief of reality and think that their team is going to win. I'm sorry, win guys, the Super Bowl. but it's not. No, and, and you're nowhere near the Super Bowl because you keep fucking up and making the wrong decisions. 
Like going looking at Adam Gase as your fucking coach? What? The easiest. I mean, look, you look at all these coaching firings. The easiest one you look at and say, all right, great. Let's say you're going by your standards of like, dude, one of these guys is going to get hired. I agree, and I think it's going to be Mike McCarthy. If I'm the Browns, I go out and, and back up the truck for Mike, Mike McCarthy and hope yep. that he can turn Baker Mayfield into Aaron Rodgers. I yeah, don't understand. Or, or even even Harbaugh, since he's being courted so heavily by the NFL right now. Uh, I, anybody, well, not anybody, but there's a number of good options that are quarterback-centric, and that, in my opinion, is where they need the most help because that's where they have the most dynamic talent. Say what you want about Baker Mayfield. He's short and he can't see over uh, over offensive li- or defensive linemen a lot, right? Got it. Yeah. So run plays for him where that's not an issue. That's what you do. But the Browns didn't do that all season long. They didn't fucking have. He he should be bootlegging on every single play because if you leave him in the pocket and he has to throw over these guys that are six three, six five, he's gonna fucking throw picks to linebackers all the time. It's just gonna yeah. happen. And look, he had a great year. Uh, for those of you who still believe in him and that he can win a Super Bowl, good luck with that. You know, history will tell you a five eleven guy has only done it once, and I believe it's Drew Brees. And that's yeah. it. But uh, if he turns out to be the next Drew Brees, great. The problem is, I don't think he has the ownership. Baker Mayfield has the ownership, and you know, currently, obviously, not the coaches to get him even in that position. So I don't know what happens to this team. They keep fucking up year in and year out, and the Browns fans are so delusional that they can't just accept it. That they're ah, this team is look with the current wealth of talent they have and i and i do look baker's talented nick chubb is talented jarvis landry is is talented there is great great fucking defenders on that team they they have a lot going for them so if they could just put it together with the coaches and all that other shit yeah you could win a super bowl in four to five years you're not close now i mean you're still look you're still going against Mahomes for the next 10 years good luck if this Bears defense comes back and they get a fucking receiver next year, good luck with that. Good luck with the Saints. Good luck with the Rams. Like, There's a lot of great teams out there, and you're nowhere near that level. So if you're a Browns fan, it's just delusion at this point. Like, You're years and years away. Mike McCarthy would be a great first step, but you know yeah, for sure. and I know that they're not going to do that. <laughs> no, and they, I mean, they absolutely should, but you know, it won't happen. Another, so Dirk Ketter from... Uh, Tampa Bay, he's gone now, and that's interesting too because it looks like either they or the Giants will be picking up Dwayne Haskins. Um, they're at seven, I think, and the Giants are at six in draft order. I think, uh, J- I honestly Jackson- think... Jacksonville's at seven, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Jacksonville, you're right, yeah. yeah. Um, so Tampa Bay's further down the list. I think they're going to pick up... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to get rid of fucking... Uh, uh, what's his nuts? Crab legs? Um, no, so they announced that he was going to be uh, the starter next year. So they're keeping really? Winston. Yep. Why? I, okay. I mean, did don't he? Know. Uh, <laughs> God damn. Yep. All right, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, so whoever comes into that situation is going to have to deal with fucking grabber by the pussy guy. Um, I don't. I don't understand that move. I would have cut that guy. I would have too. Maybe they're going to take a young guy to put behind him for one more year. You know, yeah, and keep them around. So maybe that's the deal. 
but uh, it's confusing, man. I, I don't know. I think, yes, I think Haskins goes to Jacksonville. I know the Giants are ahead of them in, in the draft. Um, yeah. But I, I think they want a big superstar personality guy. After happen, having Mopey Eli all these years, New York needs a big personality. And um, Do you think they can handle another big personality with OBJ in town? Yes. Or are are you is your opinion that they need another big personality to offset him a little bit to make him shut the fuck up? I, I, I that's what I think. And I and I think you need a quarterback who's going to tell him to shut the fuck up and play. And I don't think Eli is that aggressive to get in his face and do it. So uh, they got to go after somebody big. Who that personality is, I don't know. But uh man, it, it's I don't know if he's in this draft for the Giants to be honest with you. And I know they drafted somebody last year. I haven't seen him play this year, so yeah. who knows? Who knows? Actually, I was that, wrong that, about that. Tampa Bay's at, at five, so they're ahead of Jacksonville and the Giants. But I guess it doesn't matter if they're not, not with if not with gonna, Winston coming back. So yeah, I mean, I can't. It, if they took Haskins, then that would be odd. It would be. It would be. Um, so we'll see. But uh, look, Jacksonville can can put. Uh, they can bring out the old David Garrard uniforms, and he'll fit right in it perfectly. I don't. Yeah. Even, you won't have to tailor that one bit. It's the same person. Yep. <laughs> um, basically, I, I big arm, so I don't know. huge body, uh, yep. like dude, I, same dude. So you, you'll have success, I think, with him. And uh, and look, Jacksonville's got a lot of talent, but uh, putting it together with Bortles just isn't the thing. I mean, they let him start. Yesterday against Houston, how did that go? Jesus Christ! Yeah, he fucking yeah, Bortles mean, himself. He he's he's Blake Bortles. Uh, that's that's a it's it's changed from a fucking name to a moniker. Like Bortles was his last name, and now if I hear the word Bortles, I'm like, oh, did somebody fuck up? Did somebody yeah. do something stupid? Because uh, that's what it means to me now. Uh, back to. Uh, Tampa Bay. I don't know, like what kind, of, what kind of coach would you bring into a system like that? Like some kind of West Coast offense style guy, or what? I mean, uh, Winston is uh, he's he's uh, still look, got he's still got his legs. So uh, I don't I don't know who you bring in there. Yeah, I, I I don't know either. I mean, he doesn't run all that often anymore. You, look, you got some big name receivers. I know Deshaun Jackson wants out of there. That's fine. He's getting older, anyways. But Mike Evans is fucking awesome. That Godwin yeah, kid had a great rookie season for them. Um, Chris Godwin and uh, Peyton Barber looked like a little decent running back. And you know they, they got that other guy who's who's going to be coming back from uh, surgery. So in the backfield, so I, I, they have some pieces down there. Again, it's just tying it all together and I don't I just don't think Winston's the guy. And I also don't I look, you and I know just from off the record shit, players just don't want to play in Tampa Bay. They don't no. want to live there. And that's always I mean, even, tough too. Yeah, the baseball team has the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just it's it's not the sports town that you dream of. And no. you know, I, I don't know what they do, to be honest with you. But all in all today, look, if you're keeping score at home uh, the Browns are looking for a coach. Packers looking for a coach. Buccaneers, Jets, Broncos, Dolphins, Bengals, and Cardinals are Speaking all of the Bengals coaches. So we went into how shitty Marvin Lewis has been. Um, 
and how long he's been shitty. I mean, his overall record is 131-122-3, so it's not terrible. Remarkably mediocre is what he's yeah, been. Yeah, it's very mediocre, but in the playoffs, 0-7, um, which means in 16 seasons he's only made the playoffs seven times, and he's been bounced in the first round every time. 8-26 and against the Steelers. Um, and now he's lobbying for Hugh Jackson to be the guy, his replacement. Like Man, on his I, way out the door, Hugh Jackson has the laughing. worst record of any NFL coach in history: three thirty-six and one. <laughs> like literally, no one has ever been that bad before. And he's—they just hired him. Uh, the Bengals did in in November to be After the quote-unquote special. Yeah, yeah, to be the quote-unquote special assistant for the last two months of the season. Like presumably because Lewis knew he was going to get fired and wanted to bring somebody in and, and teach him the system and everything. So he could take over as coach, but Hugh Jackson, really? His only real notable season at a leadership position was when he was the OC of the Raiders in 2010, and they were a top-10 offense. But he took over as coach that next year. They went 8-8, and and then he got fired the next season. So uh, there's winners and losers, folks. Some people are winners. They don't necessarily look like it on paper. You wouldn't, like, I, I don't know. Brady was one of those guys. When he was coming up in college, he got fucking dicked around quite a bit. Um, wasn't a star college player, got taken in the 90th fucking round of the draft, and he's a winner. Tom Brady's a winner, no matter what people think about him. Hugh Jackson's a loser. <laughs> Do not fucking hire this guy. What are you doing, man? Come on. He is. And if there, look, if there's one final Hugh Jackson thought I can leave you with, I hope it's this. He coached the Browns all year long. He, got, he gets fired. Well, not all year long. I'm sorry. He gets fired what's? halfway through the season whatever it is yeah they they have two games against cincinnati at the end cincinnati brings him in to be a special special ed coach whatever the fuck moniker they gave him yeah he comes in and all of his insider info on the browns didn't do any good and they lost twice (laughs) twice and he was head coach and he didn't have enough insider info to give the bengals like a heads up hey man here's how we fucking beat this team yeah. Sorry, Hugh. You don't deserve to be a coach in the NFL. And the and the the race thing, man. I, this this shit needs to end. Like I know they have the Rooney Rule and all that stuff intact, but it's like to me, race doesn't have anything to do with this. And now, if you were firing like Mike Tomlin or somebody like that, who's been successful, like an actual yeah. successful black head coach, absolutely bring out the fucking pitchforks and uh, and go after people. But. Uh, that hasn't happened this year. Like none of these guys were that fucking great. So, you know, I just think it, it happens to be the, Hey, they're, they're black. They it happened to be black this year, but you know, there's been a lot of white coaches in, in Christmas years past who've all been fired as well. So how about we just find the most talented dude to run a team and then worry about race later. I'm tired of hearing that fucking narrative today. Yeah. It's just uh, not very helpful. I mean, I, I get the idea of wanting to, um, you know, make sure that certain institutional biases aren't continued. But if it's affecting the game, like if they if the Bengals hire Hugh Jackson, it'll be because uh, Marvin Lewis wanted to put another friend of his and black dude in his place, which is totally the wrong answer. Like if Hugh Jackson, like you said, were a, a legit dude, of course they should fucking hire him. Why would they not? Football is a fucking business, folks. The reason people haven't signed Colin Kaepernick isn't because uh he's black or it's 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 not even necessarily because he protests and shit is because of the negative press that he brings um 
Like his, his amount of talent doesn't make up for all the locker room issues that it would cause. That's all it is. It's not some fucking grand conspiracy where people don't like black rights. That's just not how it is. I'm sorry. Um, and I, I would be, I'm, I'm kind of on both sides of that issue because he was, uh, his last full season in the NFL, he was like the 16th best quarterback in the league, statistically speaking. So he should have a job somewhere, but he made his choice, right? Anyways, as far as any kind of institutional bias in the NFL, it's a business. They want to win games. And if they don't win games and they get fired, that's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, look, for the Falcons, Christ, to win a Super Bowl, I you could put fucking RuPaul in as our head coach, and I'd be in full drag. He, he could oh, coach yeah. the entire fucking year in full drag. If we won the Super Bowl, I'd be amped about it. But guess what? Yeah. Ru, RuPaul's not a fucking coach. So no. until then... You know the the dance continues, but I I don't give a fuck what race they are, what what gender, a female. I don't give a shit. Bring a trans in, just win me a fucking Super Bowl. That's all I give a shit about. Uh, we got some sponsors, Dan, who pay for this whole fucking shit wagon to be on the air. Before we get to the odds, um, this first one is why we're doing it. MyBookie.com. We've been killing them all year. We've had a you, you and I have had a mighty bowl season so far. Holy oh, yeah. shit! I haven't checked after this weekend, but coming into this weekend, I was seventeen and four in bowl games so far. Yes, I was sixteen and five coming into the weekend, and I, I went back and re-listened to the show. You're great when you're drunk, by the way. Your picks were even better, but uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we we really crushed it. So uh, look. Uh, Onward and upward, and everybody's asking us, "Hey, like uh, UAB was was one of my locks. They they destroyed. I'm still my my lock of this bowl season is still Ohio State at minus six and a half, and uh, I'm 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 personally putting everything on that goddamn thing. So if I lose, and I, look, I know I've been the bank for Ohio State all year long at at mybookie.com, but uh, if I lose this, I'm I'm also going to be losing my own money um, because I'm betting heavily on that fucking game." Uh, but at mybookie.com, they're doubling your deposits from 300 all the way up. No, wait, is it 100 or 300? It's 100, it's 100 to 3,000. 100 to 3,000. That's what it is. Yep. From $100 to 3,000 at com. So if you put in 3,000, congratulations. You're betting with six. Uh, bet with us or against us. For all you people that hate Ohio State out there, look, you want to get back at me, bet against Ohio State um, and Washington. Feel free. Feel free, you little idiots. Um. <laughs> or you could bet with us, since our fucking record on the season is like 78% accurate, you could bet with us and make money. Or you can be a cunt and bet against us. Do your thing, buddy. It's your yeah, fucking do, money. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Um, I, I think after all of these games, we're sitting around right around like 74.6 for the year. Yeah. Um, we're, we're good. We're doing great. I drug us down a couple of those NFL weeks. These have been brutal. Uh, next up, we got ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Whoo. If you I'm actually get a cooling my heels Christmas, in a ghost bed right now, buddy. Yeah, I bet you are. I bet I am, you man. are. I got my dick out. Shagging ass. Yeah. So I have, I have three pillows in my bed, one for, you know, each side of the bed. And then a third pillow for my dick. And they're all ghost pillows. If you're not resting your dick on a ghost pillow at night, then you don't know what the fuck's going on, guys. I'm no. You. Great to lay a gun on as well. Oh, Go yeah. to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. They're honoring all the Christmas deals. Um, so they're still up. You can get $700 off a bundle package. 
uh, $500 off the, the classic bundle packages and uh, $300 off a mattress, free pillows. They're doing it through uh, the first of the year. So get on it now, first or second of the year. And go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros for that mattress. Also, pay as you go plan. 36 months, interest free. Get wet. Uh, next up, we got uh, a little bit of freakerusa.com. Ooh, freaker. Just tell us about it. I love Freaker. So they make, uh, you've seen them on Shark Tank, uh, totally blue Shark Tank tits off. Um, they have, they make uh, koozies, which they call the Freaker. Goes over any drinking apparatus you can think of, any bottle, any any drinking device. They, they also make socks, hilarious stuff. Uh, they have the NFLPA and the NFL licensing. They have the NCAA licensing, including Ohio State, who doesn't give anybody their license. So no. if you're a big college Notre fan Dame or too, NFL man, everyone. fan. Yeah, Notre Dame too. If you're a big college fan or NFL fan, uh, and you want to get, you know, your your player or your team on koozies or socks, or you want to get the drinking bros on your koozies or socks, you can do all that shit. And then they have all these other great uh, pairs too, like fucking. Uh, they got the Donald. They got uh, Chili Nelson. All kinds of wacky shit. It's great. Yeah, and look, we're the they're the exclusive licensee, or Zor. For us, the Drinking Bros Podcast. So you can yep. get a Drinking Bros Podcast bottle sleeve. Matt Best, Gene Vandenham, uh, Evan Hafer, Jared Taylor. We can get, you can get all the individual ones uh, on there. And they the Drinking Bros Podcast socks are where it's at. A lot of people wearing those for Christmas on social media. Get them. Get them while they're hot. Go to FreakerUSA.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros for 20% off. Love those socks, man. Big fan of FreakerUSA.com. Yeah, they're great. You can also use them as catch rags. Oh, yeah. they actually having a quick jack sesh. Yeah, they encourage us. Like, hey, guys, you know, if you want to talk about, because apparently uh, that's a big thing, people jerking off into uh, into socks. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's huge. Oh, really? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Ta- I've been tail doing that is old as like, time. Yeah, I've been doing that since I was, what, 12 years old now. Uh, Four, yeah. <laughs> oh, you started at four. <laughs> That's amazing. You have to yeah. tell me that story one day. Um, <laughs> yeah, make sure you're using that. I mean, you don't, you don't want to make a mess. Who was it that told us? Uh, was it Derek Wida on uh, the yeah. show with him and Stacy, where he was talking about his? No one ever taught him how to jerk off, so he ruined all of his mom's towels. Don't be that guy. Don't ruin all your mom's towels. Get some Get- socks from Freaker USA, pound off into them, and throw them in the wash. Yeah, call it a day, dude. FreakerUSA.com, promo code Drinking Bros, 20% off. Last but not least, Black Rifle Coffee. D'Anthony wants to tell us about it. Yeah, Black Rifle Coffee is a premium roast-to-order coffee. Uh, our best deal is the Coffee Club subscription. It is uh, you, can, you can get one bag, two bag, three bag, four bag, and intervals of, I think, 7, 14, 21, 30, and 60 days. You can also get coffee rounds, uh, as we call them, which are single-serve, current-compatible rounds. It's great, man. You get access to all kinds of insider deals. Um, any apparel that's that comes out or any new product, you get first access to it, first look at new content. You also uh, are entered uh, in our monthly giveaways. Uh, and usually, I mean, we give away like big ticket items. We've given away two, uh, like $4,000 Liberty saves over the past two months, gun saves. So, I mean, it's, it's legit shit. Um, yeah, man. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the promo code SPORTS for 20% off. Join the Coffee Club of the Month program. That's the best, man. Delivers to your door. Same date of every month. 
and they never motherfucking miss. Sports is the promo code for uh, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Let's get into uh, the college football championship spread, yep. shall we, D'Anthony? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, we haven't had a chance on air yet to talk about how the uh, the two semifinal games went. Um, we have been talking quite a bit of shit in the group, in the, in the private Facebook group that's Drinking Bros Sports, uh, for those of you who haven't joined yet, about how Notre Dame, uh, and like you said earlier in the show, they definitely belong there just because of the way the rules like you have to play to the rules that exist right that's just how it is i get it however uh they got fucking housed um they put up three points and clemson was missing probably their best defensive player so that's embarrassing for me uh if i were notre dame right now i'd be severely embarrassed by how that went down not for me, actually. Like three, that I, three points is three more than I expected them to score in that game. <laughs> so I, I said, <laughs> I said, bet the house on on Clemson. I don't know who was like. I don't know. Again, the spread fucking, was thirteen and a half, right? Well, it's it started there, and and I want to point this out because Browns fans are apparently exactly like Notre Dame fans, where they think their team is amazing. So all of these Notre Dame fans were betting on Notre Dame. The spread at game time. Um, one of my, my CPA, he got it at 10 and I was like, what? what? And he goes, dude, I can't believe this. Is this right? Did somebody get hurt or whatever? And I go, no, these are just Homer Notre Dame fans betting on this bet, bet your entire house on this fucking game. Uh, he won a shit ton of money and was just like, yo, what was, what was I seeing that, that everybody else wasn't? And I was like, the truth, you were seeing yeah. the truth is what you were seeing. <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. Uh, that, Oh, they they have a large alumni program for sure. They do, um, man, and, and they're believe. everywhere. And that know. you know, the, their bullshit deal they have with NBC that keeps getting renewed, you know, every five years because they're they're God school or whatever. <laughs> to me, is still the most unfair advantage for any college football team to have. Is like, dude, you can go to any recruit's house anywhere in America, Alaska, Hawaii, and say, look. If you miss your son, don't worry. You'll see him every Saturday, and you won't have to leave your fucking couch because every game is televised. It's bullshit to me. I, I'm yeah. happy to see them get rung up. They need to join a conference, like I said earlier in the show, um, or move on with their fucking lives. But let's let's be done with this. You know, in the case of uh, of Michigan, uh, Michigan, I think just needs to blow up that whole team and and move on. When Harbaugh gets hired at the Jets, uh, you know I don't know what's going to happen after that. But at least yeah. he's out of there, and Michigan's can start over with somebody who actually wants to be there. Um, with Notre Dame, what do you do with this fucking guy? I have no idea. I, don't, I really don't know. Um, who, he, who else? I, who else is out there that's better than him? And what do you? What do you do? I, like. I don't think coaching was their problem. I think they were overrated and they got put into a position where they had to play a much better team. That's all it was. I mean, yeah, but they should have points. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Clemson's been doing the thing on defense for some time now. I'm not, I'm not terribly surprised by all that. Yeah. I, look, Ohio state got housed by Clemson a couple of years ago as well. Um, may, maybe it is just Clemson's time. Who knows? You know, this is, like I said, college football is cyclical. Some schools are good for, a certain amount of years and then it flips and it is what it is. But again, Notre Dame, join a fucking conference and move on with your lives. Uh, and then you have this Alabama, Oklahoma game. Yeah. I, I, I thought, look in my honest assessment of, of both Clemson and Alabama was 
they had heard all the chatter of how they were going to blow out these two teams, and they did. I, I know that Kyler Murray, you know, has the heart of a fucking lion and came back and got it to within 11. And it, it look, it broke my heart that, that Alabama didn't go for that touchdown on the three yard line with a, with a minute left. Um, yep. And not only beat the, beat the over, but beat the spread as well. But, you know, I, I think both of these teams look bored after halftime. Clemson and Alabama just looked bored. And then when they had to turn it on, they turned it on and won the games. But I think they both looked bored and they were looking ahead to this week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Alabama was up 31-10 at halftime and they lost the second half 24-14. Yeah. Um, and then in Clemson's case, uh, Notre Dame never actually scored any points. So they didn't really have that kind of situation. But they definitely looked bored in the second half. For sure. They only scored seven points in the second half. Which is why this college championship is really hard to call because you didn't. I don't think you saw the best out of either of those programs last week. No, and and right I, now the the spread is uh, minus six and a half Alabama. Uh, to me, all that tells me is it's the same as every other time Clemson and Alabama play. Whoever has the ball last is going to win the game, probably. Yeah, and you know I think I think Oklahoma had zero defense as always, but Clemson's to me has the best defense in the country. I don't even care that that fucking kid is gone. It, it doesn't really matter. Um, and I and I think they're going to have a tough task. You and I both preseason picked Clemson to win it all before college football even started, and I'm actually going to stick with that. Are you? Yeah, are you I still- agree, man. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I mean, uh, we've seen Alabama play some really good defensive games. Um, shut out Mississippi State. Shut out LSU. Both teams with pretty anemic offenses, though. Um, and uh, they really haven't given up big points to anybody all season. But they again, Alabama plays two D two schools a year. Um, and uh, th- I, to me, uh, their only real challenge this season was playing Georgia, and that was a super close game. Um, uh, gave up four touchdowns in that game. I, I, Clemson definitely has a better offense than Georgia, and they certainly have a better defense. Uh, you know, but you can't the, the transitive property in sports doesn't work. Like you played this well against this team, so you're going to play this way against this team. That shit never fucking works, um, right? And Alabama and Clemson have played before. And in, in fact, what is this? The fifth year in a row, fourth year in a row. Um, so I think uh, six and a half is I, I think the spread is right i think i would go in clemson's favor on the six and a half though to be honest just just based on the performances this season against the teams that they both played and the, the matchup how how good clemson's defense is versus how good alabama's defense has been yeah i look i agree with that and you know to me this is a one score game now you could say which what, what score is it is it a touchdown is it a field goal i don't know and you know, to me, I still think Clemson wins this game, but I think it's going to come down to the last possession, same as you know the other games, and it could be a touchdown, which was going to fuck you with its six and a half. It, you know, if, if if it ends up going Alabama's way, um, or it could be a field goal game, and then you and then you beat the spread. You know, it's the, it's the it's the college national championship, and I'm I'm going to put money on it just to put money on it. But truthfully, this is probably a, a coin toss game. Where whoever has the ball last is going to win, and I think Clemson's defense will be the difference maker, but we'll see. I, I also wouldn't be surprised to see Alabama win it. Uh, when you have teams this kind of evenly matched, 
you kind of have to look to me at what the X factor could be, and it's it's probably two in this. Just because Tua yeah. won it last year, he's already been there. The kid that's in there and, for for Clemson is a freshman, and who knows what his nerves are going to be like, you know, during during the opening national anthem when it's like, yeah, holy we'll shit, it, it finally kicks in that I'm playing for a national championship as a freshman. It's going to be crazy. So I, I'm looking yeah, forward you never to the know game. How someone's going to react to that for sure? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. I think the two best teams that have played the most consistently good football all year round made it to the national championship and uh yeah I, i'm looking forward to it on monday night um, yeah i mean I'm we still, said I'm at the beginning with of the season for, yeah same and we said at the beginning of the season that the only two teams that had a legitimate shot barring injury were uh these two teams um yeah we'll see what happens it's I th- interesting i thought what, I, look i really did think ohio state because i i initially i picked ohio state against clemson and i had clemson beating ohio state's yeah, because of their before Bozo went the out. Before Bozo, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would have said that earlier, but uh, you know, look, we make these predictions about a month before the season starts, and uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be honest, we were pretty goddamn close. So yeah, um, yeah, I, for I, sure. I still think Clemson's going to win. So I think now, so too. One thing that I noticed at the end of the uh, the last Alabama game was. Uh, when they're interviewing Tua, he's talking about his knee only being like 85% after the game. He's like, he, he was talking about it still being a concern for him. I don't know if that's some kind of rope-a-dope, uh, some kind of mind game he's trying to play with Clemson, or if it's legitimate. I don't know why the fuck he would say it out loud if it's real. He'd, be, he'd have to be stupid to say that out loud, to be honest. Um, but, you know, that's something that we talked about a month ago when the Bulls you know, first started coming into picture who was going to be where. We knew that he was going to have, what, 20 days or whatever to to recoup and then play this game and then, you know, have, have the game on the 7th for the national championship on a much shorter, what is it, nine days? Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what his knee looks like. He He's not, um, with their offensive style and with Clemson's quickness on defense, I don't think uh, running the ball is going to be a big part of the game or anything for him. Um, but... You know, being able to get past their pass rush, which is fucking the best in the nation, is going to be a problem. Um, and if he's not 100%, you know, that could really change how the game goes. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm curious I'm curious to see if he holds up. It would be crazy if he goes down at halftime and uh, Jalen Hurts and comes Jaylen in. Jalen Hurts comes in, yeah, and then wins. Wins how a national championship. God, that, that would be amazing i'd love to yeah, see it, it would it would be a great st- i mean i i like clemson i think they're gonna win but that would be a better story than clemson winning to be honest could you imagine gotta be great to yeah. his dad to his dad would just beat him after afterwards yeah. <laughs> just like he's he's beaten him his whole life again one of the creepiest e60 stories I've, I've ever seen in my entire life uh now we're it's- gonna move on to the nfl Okay. Um, what, what, what were you going to say? Pop it in. Well, I, I was going to say that uh, it kind of reminds me of the Tiger Woods and his dad relationship where he basically fucking stapled a golf club to his hands when he was two years old. Yeah. Wrapped him in duct tape and he had to walk around like that for the next 16 years. But hey, you know what? It worked out for him, didn't it? Yeah. You know, you, you want to be successful in this life. Sometimes you get beat with a golf club. That's pretty much. And that's, uh, that's what I tell people. Uh, you know, um, I think Daniel Tosh makes this joke. But he talks about uh, Michael Jackson and says, you know, you can beat your kids and into greatness. You just have to make sure you don't beat them so much that they start fucking children. 
<laughs> no truer words have ever been spoken. So, um, you know. <laughs> let's move on to the NFL here with the Colts and the Texans. That's our first matchup on Saturday. This yeah, is the Texans are uh, giving up two points. Yep. This is at Houston on mybookie.com. It is minus two for Houston. Whew, this is a tough that's game. A, that's who, a coin flip, right? That's yeah. minus two is a coin flip. So uh it's a good question. Um the Colts finished out the season very, very good. Uh, Andrew Luck looks like old Andrew Luck right now. Um but you gotta remember so here here's the issue with the matchup. Andrew Luck looks like old Andrew Luck. The Colts don't have a, a great run game. Um not a big believer in Mac. And Houston's uh pass rush is good, very good, but they're their uh, secondary is not the best. So if if the Colts make the right adjustments and uh, and Andrew Luck can get the ball out quick, find his receivers quick, I think they have a pretty good shot at winning this game. Um, and the Texans, you never know who the fuck's going to show up. You, you just don't know what their offense is going to look like game to game. You're, you always know that their defense is going to show up to play, but you don't know which offense is going to show up. So I'm I'm kind of nervous for them. Yeah, I mean, look, out of the games this weekend, I think these these Saturday games are the best on the schedule because you really don't know who's going to win. First up is Indianapolis against Houston. Next up is Seattle against Dallas. That's a a two-and-a-half-point spread. Same thing, exactly like you said. It's basically a coin toss in this case where you're just saying, hey, guys, both of these are going to be close, and we don't know who the fuck's going to win. I'm with you on this, man. this, This could go either way. I'm going to lean towards Houston because they got Lamar Miller back, and I still yep. think Deshaun Watson, man. Um, and I, I look, I like the fact that Houston played all their starters deep into last week's game. I still think Deshaun Watson being able to run around against a not-so-great Colts defense will probably be the difference. And I have a hard time betting against Houston at home with that that home team fired up and J.J. Watt and the boys and all that shit. Yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take Houston in this one. Yeah, I mean they finished out the season pretty strong. They had that heartbreaker with uh, the Eagles, but uh, and the Colts beat them. It, it's funny they played twice. They played the Colts twice this year, and they won one by a field goal and lost one by a field goal. Yeah. Uh, so the spread's probably right. It's probably going to be a single score game, and in that, in that kind of game, how can you predict who's going to have one more field goal? Right. Uh, I, I you got to go with the home team on this one, so I'm taking Houston. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I I could see, um, I could definitely see. It's it's for me. It's all about ball security for for Deshaun Watson. Don't throw picks. Uh, Miller, hold on to the ball. No no fumbles. He's uh he he's only fumbled once this whole season. Of course, he missed a lot of time, but uh, he's usually pretty good with ball security. So I got I got to lean Houston as well. My entire life has been about ball security, Dan. Has um, it, do you wear uh, whitey tighties <laughs> or do you wear like some kind of what do you what do you wear? No, no, we're, I wear boxer briefs. Um, I, don't, I do not wear uh, Jim Harbaugh whitey tighties. I don't endorse that. I, I can't believe they're they're still being made. Actually, uh, next yeah, up we got Seattle at Dallas. Dallas minus two and a half at home. Who you got, D'Anthony? Um, my notes say Seahawks will win this game. Um, yep. I think they're uh they've been playing really fucking good lately. Um they they look well, their off, their offense has has been better. Uh they lost to the 49ers which was weird, but other than that, they beat the Chiefs. Uh 
the Cardinals, they barely beat them, but their offense has looked pretty decent over the last, like, probably, what, seven weeks or so. Um, and, you know, the defense for those guys, uh, we, we thought it was over. We, we said that the Legion of Boom was over. They're not as good as they used to be, but they still, I think, are good enough to beat the Cowboys. Yeah, I, look, in a game like this, and I fuck, I hate, I hate both of these teams, to be honest with you, and I hate them because they're not consistent, um, and I don't really believe in either quarterback. I don't believe in Russell Wilson. I don't believe in Dak Prescott as NFL superstars in this league. I know, look, I know that he was one hand off away from winning two Super Bowls. I think Russell Wilson has probably the biggest heart in the NFL out of any quarterback that's playing and can will their team to victory. Therefore, I'm taking Seattle. But I don't like this team. I mean, those two games against Arizona were field goal games. That's the worst team in the goddamn league. And it's the same with the Cowboys. The Cowboys have looked great at certain times and then looked atrocious. And I don't know which of these teams is going to show up. But what I do know is Russell Wilson will at least show up with with heart. And I think in a spread this close, I think heart wins out. And I, don't, I just don't think the Cowboys have it. I don't think their coach has it. And I don't think Dak has it. So I, I'm betting strictly on Russell Wilson's heart in this game. And that's it. I don't see the Seahawks getting out of the next round, but I see them getting out of this one. And I think yeah. it's going to be a close game. And and I think you know Russell Wilson does something weird and throws a you know another 500 pass in the air where it's just 500, and somebody comes down with it, and they kick a late field goal with uh, Janikowski, and they go to the next round. But both of these games are so evenly matched that this is my going to be one of my favorite days of football on the year to watch because I, I either way both of these games uh, could could go to either of these teams and it's exciting yeah. to watch it's it's definitely going to be an exciting day uh, the over under in this game is 43 oof oof yep. uh, next up we've got the Chargers at the Ravens uh, minus two and a half for the Ravens D'Anthony who you got well, I mean, the Chargers lost to the Ravens 22-10 in Week 2, but that doesn't really mean anything at this point. Uh, I mean, the Ravens have been starting Lamar Jackson, and uh, he's he's it's crazy how they keep winning games with this guy. I don't understand it. Uh, I can't believe it. Uh, they're, they're putting up pretty good points, though, um, but the Chargers have been playing pretty well lately. Th- this is actually a really interesting stat. Um, the Chargers are 7-1 and one on the road, and the Ravens are 6-2 and two at home. So uh, uh, it, it makes me wonder if that part of the, the matchup is just canceled out. You know, uh, Vegas is calling this a coin flip game, too. It's two and a half uh, for the Ravens. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I really honestly don't know how to call this game. I think uh, I don't believe in Lamar Jackson enough to think that he can win a playoff game. So I got to go with the Chargers on this one. Yeah, man. I look. I'm going with the Chargers in this one as well. Um, we got some insider info into the show. We got a, a buddy of ours who's been working with the Chargers week in and week out all year. And I said, "What's the deal with the Chargers? What's what's the real fucking shit with them?" And here's what he told me, and you can take it for for what it's worth. But he said, since that move up to Los Angeles. And that everybody hates them. They have no home fans. They have no uh, home stadium. 
you know, home field advantage, essentially. It's kind of just been them against the world. They're so angry and pissed off week in and week out that they're winning in spite of everyone and in spite of not having, uh, you know, a real fan base or a real city or anything else. And, yeah. uh, and that hatred has bled over into the locker room and they're kind of just doing it for each other at this point. And when he told me that, I was like, man, it makes sense because you you go back and you look at some of the games the Chargers have played, in particular that game against the Chiefs. To be down by 14 against the Chiefs with, what, four minutes left, five minutes left? Yep. And then go for two right afterwards? That's that's brass. That's brass. They're, pl- they're definitely playing with a chip on their shoulder right now. Yeah, so for me personally, that's the difference in – Ah, oh, God, I I hate saying this because I've said it for weeks now and I've been wrong about Lamar Jackson. I don't know how much longer this can last. And I think Philip Rivers and the boys end up going in there and he throws for for 350 and three touchdowns. And uh, I'm taking the Chargers all day long in this one. Same. Sorry, Ravens fans. Uh, next up, this is this is one of the most impressive stories of, of the season for me personally. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at Chicago Bears. It's minus six for the Bears. But the reason why this story has been amazing for me is Big Dick Nick. Yeah. Is there a guy with a bigger dick in the NFL than this guy? There definitely isn't. Uh, and he just got um, – they said the Eagles announced today that he's definitely going to be playing. So uh, for that yes. reason, I'm going with the Eagles in the upset right here. You I, are I believe, joking me. No. I, I Look, dude. Like I said before, talking about uh, Hugh Jackson, and there's a number of different fucking examples of this. Russell Wilson's one of them. There are winners and there are losers. There are people who don't get <laughs> rattled and execute their game plan during big big ticket situations. There are people who play way better under more pressure, and Nick Foles is clearly one of those guys. Um, and the Eagles are the defending champs and they made it back to the playoffs to me until somebody knocks them off. They're the favorite. Well, that's, that's why this is our fight club game of the week kids, because daddy's got the bears. I look before the season started. I said, this was maybe a five to seven win team. They got Khalil Mack. He completely changed an entire team. And look again, I know this sounds crazy, but if you're, if you're talking about the most valuable player race to me, it's Mahomes at one Gurley at two, and Khalil Mack at three. As far as valuable player, who added the most yeah. value to a team? Uh, he completely turned around that defense and that 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 franchise to me. And uh, I, I'm I'm riding with them, man. I I think the Bears. No, I get it. I get it. I, get I think it. the Bears I, uh, move on. And um, uh, and I know I know that crowd in Chicago is going to be fired up for this Bears team. They love them, man. They love Trubisky. They love all those guys. Um, if Big Dick Nick is able to do this somehow, somebody should write a fucking. I mean, obviously you're going to get the the guy from Napoleon Dynamite to play him, but this guy <laughs> this guy should have a. He should be the next Rudy. This should be the next Rudy movie in Hollywood. If he can continue yeah. this run, it's been amazing to watch. And um, holy shit, what a story, man! Um, both of these teams. I mean, shit. The, the Bears are early again. I, I said two years. No, they got Khalil Mack. They're here. Um, the Eagles had Carson Wentz. Couldn't get the job done. Got hurt. Big Dick Nick comes in. Crushes it. So 
Look, fun man, game to they watch. Beat, they they beat the Rams and Texans in the last three weeks. Um, that's. I'm just. I saying. get it. <laughs> Look, I get it. It's just a. It's a fucking miracle, is what it is, and it's been spectacular it to watch. So, uh, this one's th- this game is going to be a, a another fun game for me. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, amped, I'm amped about these these playoffs this weekend. Um, I want to I want to jump over into the, into the UFC. What do you think of the the fights this weekend? Hey, before we go to the UFC, can we talk about this uh, Mayweather fight that happened? Did you see that bullshit? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he like beat up some twenty year old Japanese kickboxer who wasn't allowed to kick. <laughs> no, that was the well. Look, that dumb fuck. Uh, that was they. They thought he was so great at boxing that yeah. it didn't really matter that he wouldn't need to use his feet. Think yeah. again. Floyd Mayweather <laughs> beats the piss out of this guy. Yeah, if you haven't seen the footage, oh man, he knocked him down three times, and and on the third time, this is in the first round, by the way, uh, knocked him down three times, and and and. They finally threw in the towel. Uh, just he started crying. Yeah, he started crying in the ring. The dude was, like, before <laughs> the match, he was talking so much shit, like, I'm going to change history with these two fists. Like, no, you're not, dude. No. No, no you're definitely not. You're not. Uh, Floyd Mayweather and, uh, got $9 million for that. Yeah, $9 million is what it takes to pay his entourage for about one year, actually. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. I've done the math on it based on how many employees he has, and that's about one year's salary that he has to pay out. So I guess he's good for one more year. Yeah, you know it's funny. Uh, Khabib's manager after this fight was over said, "Dude, if you would, if if you could understand how many times Floyd Mayweather texts me a day about fighting Khabib, it would alter yeah. your minds." I think. <laughs> I, look, you're right. This guy's got to pay for an entourage. He's going to be. I think he'll be bankrupt in five years. Did you see Pacquiao's uh, twi- tweet today? Or No, uh, what did he say? Was, last night, he was like, my New Year's resolution is to fight people with commensurate experience and body weight as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't this kid like 125 pounds or something? Yeah, it's like a, he was, I mean, they fought at welterweight, so which, what is that, 145? Uh, yeah. And this, he's way smaller, and he's like 20 years old. Um, <laughs> come on, man. The kid was like 126 or something, right? They they could have given him a fucking baseball bat and he still would have got his ass kicked. It was crazy, man. The footage out of that, like I felt like we were in some like uh backwoods Thailand fucking cockfight. It was yeah, so it was weird. weird. The crowd was weird, the whole thing. And it's he showed, Floyd Mayweather like, in there. <laughs> Mayweather showed up like two hours late to the fight too. <laughs> 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 he just didn't give a shit. He's like, "Yeah, I'm here for my check. Oh, I got to beat this guy up. No worries, because I can do that." Oh um, god, and he just, just knocked stupid. this dude out for nine million dollars. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, man, I laughed. Uh, look, I laughed for a good hard minute. The same, the same uh, length of that fight is, is how much I laughed for straight yep. after watching that kid cry and get knocked out. Um, speaking of speaking of knockouts, you want to talk about a vicious knockout? Was uh, Amanda? Whoo, yeah, Nunez! She beat the shit out of Chris Cyborg. I mean, uh, they that, that was another punches. first rounder. Yeah, they exchanged some punches at the at the beginning, but Nunez's hands are just too fast. She got her what like it was like five straight solid contact punches before she went down. Um, it, it was it was fun fun to watch. She definitely fifty one yeah. seconds, I think. I mean, look, she's beaten Cyborg. She's beaten Ronda Rousey. She's beaten all the all the top female contenders there is. 
it's hard not to say she's not the greatest of all time now at this point. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely beaten everyone. She's got uh, two belts. Two belts. She and she's beaten people decisively too. There were no decisions here. She's she knocked no. out Chris Cyborg with ease, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that she got blasted. Which good. I'm I'm I was tired of seeing Cyborg's face. All the, all the way around. Like, yeah, it's hard to look at, man. It looks like uh, a horse and a man had a child. Yeah. A male child, and that's what she looks like. So I'm not really a Steroids fan have taken face. over her face and vagina, yeah. and it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if she had a, a full ball sack with two large giant testicles inside of it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, we'll find Gross. out eventually. And then the John Jones fight. Who cares? Who fucking yeah, cares? Yeah, I don't care. I, I, we should just start calling him Asterisk because that's what his name is. He's the modern era Barry Bonds of fighting. He's fucking. He's Alex Rodriguez at this point. That fight Not was the, boring to me. That that even them calling it early like that, and you know, I, I get he was hammering him. He looked protected enough. I don't think you needed to call that fight. Either way, no. it was shitty. It was boring, and I don't know where he goes from here after this. Like, who does he fight next? Well, he's trying to bait Daniel Cormier, but Cormier is just like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Uh, and, uh, and if you're Cormier, why would you for a third time at this point? Like, no, fuck I that wouldn't. guy. I wouldn't no. either. Uh, to like me, every every time they fight, John Jones tests positive for something. Yeah. yeah. Look, he tested positive in this fight, and he wasn't even fighting Cormier. To me, yeah. throw two two fucking juice heads in there. Throw in Brock Lesnar against John Jones. Let him yeah. get juiced up and then figure it the fuck out. That well, that would was, be the only way I would I would pay for another John Jones fight is if he was fighting I, Brock Lesnar. I, I'd pay for it if it was a heavyweight fight Same. instead of light heavy. Yeah, if it was a Wait. heavyweight fight and John Jones had to come up, uh, that would be totally different because Cormier could fight at his natural weight, um, and I think he would probably win too. To be honest, um, he he just he's looked. Uh, slow and emaciated in the fights against Jones when he had to come down and wait. I just don't think that's his style. Yeah, so to me, uh, you know, throwing Lesnar in there and then make John Jones come up and wait. I, other than that, I just don't I don't care about John Jones fighting anymore. I just don't. No, I mean w- w- someone should start an all steroids league. Like you have to do steroids here. That'd be great. That'd be uh, great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean it would be great. It's not like this isn't fucking the 1980s. There's no there's no risk of Lyles Alzado like dying of cancer because of steroids anymore. Everything is very well regulated now and safe. Um there's uh anti-aging clinics all over the country and as long as you don't play a professional sport, you you can go in there and get whatever the fuck you want. Uh and it's FDA regulated. Just Look, man, who gives a shit? Put the best product on the field. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and that'll lead us to the fantasy football championships this weekend. The season has concluded. The Patterson family, domination. Just absolute domination. I was in two championships, the uh, the the Drinking Bros Champions League. Um, I was in the championship with that one, and I was in the, the Underdogs League that I ran uh, for up-and-comers who want to get into the Champions League, all you do is win. Spoiler alert, they didn't. And then in your league, uh, my wife ended up winning. Yep. Jesse Wiseman. Um, but in So I, I won the Underdogs League. My wife won your league, the Champions League. I was in the finals of mine. Josh McClurg won. 
who was on the show last week. And uh, man, I am bitter about it, dude. I'm really bitter about this one, D'Anthony. Well, I mean, uh, Gurley fucked me over too uh, in in the last couple of rounds. Um, and he did earlier in the season too when he fucking dropped the ball and, or took a knee and didn't score that final touchdown. He's He's kind of a dick. Yeah, I mean, when look, it comes to fantasy, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I drafted the, almost the perfect team that you could possibly have in this life: Mahomes, yeah. Gurley, Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen. Uh, I had Amari Cooper, James White. I mean, it was my team was disgusting. The, here's my biggest issue with this, and this is why I'm so bitter about this. Josh McClurg is Adam Schefter and fucking that Stefania Bell from ESPN. Get on their fantasy football show at 12.45 and say, just all of my sources just said Todd Gurley's starting and you're good to go. You can put him in your lineups. And they said, Merry Christmas, everyone. That's what they said. Merry Christmas. And I was like, oh, fuck. This is great. I put him, I put him in my starting lineup. Now, Gurley's not playing till the 4 o'clock game. And we're yep. in an ESPN league where the playoffs are two weeks apiece. So I have to play week 16 and week 17, which I'm already not stoked about playing week 17, but whatever. Uh, that, that's something I can gripe about later. Here's my issue with this, of this girly technicality for me, is around 3.30, which is a half hour before the 4 o'clock game, <coughs> Gurley's not going to play. He's out. All right, Great. I go to ESPN to drop him because in my mind, if you're not playing 16, you definitely aren't playing 17. The Rams have already you know, clinched at that point. Rest him if he's that fucking hurt that he can't play the right. last two weeks. So I go to drop him, but there's an undroppable list on ESPN. Yeah, it's weird, I can't, huh? can't drop Top Gurley. So I'm 15 minutes away and, and in, the, you know, in, in the midst of my championship – and I can't drop Gurley to pick up another guy. So I, I had one guy on my bench that I was able to drop. And at that point, you're just trying to find anybody who's able to start um, yep. and play. And the, I think the only guy left was a guy named Mike Davis for the Seahawks who you know, doesn't play, is a, a fucking second string guy. He had eight yards or whatever it was. And it, it fucked my whole title. I, I ended up losing the championship by 10 points, and it's like Gurley averaged 26.5 points a game in ESPN yep. standard leagues. I would have housed Josh by fucking 50 points in this fucking league. One. Two, if I would have been able just to drop Gurley, just drop him and pick up somebody else, I would have been fine with that. Um, but I wasn't able to do that, and that sucks. Uh, but to the victor goes the spoils, and Josh McClurg, you win the signs. Mike Singletary jersey from the Chicago Bears. Um, like we talked about last week, D'Anthony, uh, the, the, the guy I was playing, Dylan White, in the Underdogs League, he's the, the, the chief sponsor this year was, um, for, the, for the Underdogs League was, was Rudy. He's, yep. our, he's our chief sponsor. He's, he's the big kahuna there for uh, probably the, the grittiest little underdog of all time. And uh, we had a signed Rudy jersey. Because of, of the Notre Dame fans in Drinking Bro Sports on Facebook and how they were able to suspend disbelief, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn the fucking jersey. I'm going to burn it yeah. to the ground, yeah. light it on fire, and that's it. And then we're going to put it live on, on, uh, on Facebook. So uh, join yeah, us if you want to see that. 
Um, but to Dylan White, since he was a, a good foe, um, I did get him an autographed jersey, by the way. I got him a sign. This is no bullshit. This is no lie because I, I felt bad. I, you know, you're going up against the Messiah and and here I am playing these fucking underdogs. It's fine, but I knew that they weren't going to win. So, in honor of me breaking his fucking legs in fantasy football, I got him a signed Joe Theismann jersey. So I'll be shipping that out to him here in the next two weeks. And that's real. By I guess the way. you. I guess you could have gotten him a, a signed Alex Smith jersey as well. A lot of broken yeah. legs in football. <laughs> Maybe next year. But uh, Theismann was. Yeah. Uh, was a Hall of Famer, and and uh, you're going to get that that broken leg jersey signed by by Joe Theismann. I'm going to get that out there. Now, my wife, on the other hand, she won the refrigerator Perry jersey, the signed yep. fridge jersey. So, since she doesn't give a baby, hey, hang on fuck, a second, hang on a second. So, NFL analyst Mike Maycock uh, from uh, the NFL Network just got hired as the GM for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Look, with just that saw many that dr- come across the wire. With, with that many draft picks, they they should have a guy like that in there. I mean, they've got three first round picks. You should have the best drafting guy, and even if it's only for this year, uh, there's yeah. too many picks to blow this uh, heading into Vegas and all that shit. I'm fine with Sorry, that. Sorry, continue your thing there. I, I just that that just popped across the wire. Also, the Packers are looking at uh, the Patriots' offensive coordinator. Oh, uh, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I don't know if they'll come up off of that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens with that. That wouldn't be a bad hire though for Aaron Rodgers. They're just looking for somebody to appease him, probably. Yep. Uh, but no. So my wife, she doesn't want to hang the jersey above our bed or anything like that. So she's giving it back um, to Drinking Bros Sports on Facebook. Again, sign up; it's free. Join whoever picks the 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 correct winner and score of the Super Bowl will win the signed refrigerator Perry jersey, and that was pretty cool of her. Yeah, she's so, a pretty cool, pretty cool chick. Uh, I, I think. Uh, how how are we going to determine the winner here? Is it it's the first person who makes the right call? Correct. For the right so score? you've got to pick the the team and score. And look, we we've done this for I don't know maybe the last three or four weeks in Drinking Bros Sports, it, dude. We we usually get about two hundred people that enter, so it's a lot, man. Uh, yeah. So on the day, be looking out for that. You and I will be at the Super Bowl. So we'll be there and, you know, obviously be watching the scoreboard and then we'll pick the winner after the game. Um, first to do it. All you have to do is first to pick the, the correct team and score and you win the signed William Refrigerator Perry jersey. Looking forward to going to the Super Bowl with you, D'Anthony. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Um, probably going to interview a couple of celebs, a couple of players. Uh, a lot of people going to be there. We're probably going to hang out with Freddie Mitchell a little bit, who uh, is a friend of the show. Likes Hell to get- yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Drunk. Yeah, so we'll probably be doing there that it too. Uh, it's going to be a fun time, buddy. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to these games this weekend. Again, yep. go to mybookie.com. Use the promo code DRINKINBROS. It'll double your deposit from 100 all the way up to $3,000. D'Anthony, I enjoyed it. Looking forward to the games this weekend, buddy. Yeah, you know, one more thing before we go. We may want to look into printing out some kind of effigy of that Notre Dame fan uh, and burning it along with the jersey. Oh, my God. What, what you- if we put it in an urn and just sent it to him? <laughs> That's a great idea, actually. Oh, fuck that guy.
Uh, Kalen Catrone <laughs> or Cthrone or I don't know how you say his name, but all I know is he's fucking crazy because he thought Notre Dame was going to win. Jesus Christ! I mean, it, it, the the shit that that guy talked all year, and it was like all the all the Notre Dame fans, and I was like, are you are you fucking blind? Are you watching the same football we're all watching? Do you know how many messages I got private uh, DMs from people saying, "Hey, I saw all the gold." And the crowd, you must be super happy right now knowing that that much misery is happening. And I am. <laughs> you were. Happy. Yeah, you really were. Because here's the thing I just don't understand about certain fans. The Browns fans and Notre Dame fans being being two sets of those groups. Like, I, I'm yeah. a diehard Falcons fan and a diehard Ohio State fan. Falcons, I, they had the talent, I thought, to go to the Super Bowl. Um, not win, but I, I, I thought... I thought that they could go to the Super Bowl. Week four or five, when I saw that team, they just weren't good enough. Matt Ryan isn't that fucking dude. I called it out on the show. I wrote him off. I don't give a fuck anymore. If we don't win the Super Bowl, I don't give a shit about you. Understand that. Like I'll, I'll always root for the my team, and I'll always watch every game, but I'm not going to be delusional enough to say, oh, my God, we're going to win the last seven games in a row and go to the playoffs. No, we weren't. I called it week four. Fuck off. We're done. Ohio State. If you lose two games, that's it. You're done. Great. Yep. You're out. Fuck off. I don't give a shit about you anymore. Like, I, I will always love my team, but I'm always honest about my teams. I just wish there was some honesty amongst Notre Dame and Browns fans where it's just like, hey, man, the Browns, shit. You could have had your first winning season since the birth of Christ. All you had to do was just get 15 yards to kick a field goal. And again, yep. you Browns it. You just couldn't do it again. <laughs> Browns did. <laughs> just admit you're the Browns and move on with your life for Christ's sakes. Like it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's funny because Cubs fans went what a hundred and goddamn thousand years without uh, winning, uh, even making it to the playoffs. Then they made it to the playoffs and lost, and did win a, a World Series for a hundred years. You never heard their fans saying anything like this. They no. they were never like, "This is our year, buddy." And then halfway through the season. They're ten games out of first place. They're twenty-five games out of first place. You would never hear. Well, we're just we're going to come back in the second. No, you never heard that from those guys for a hundred nope. years. Not once. Not once, my man. Um, well, hey, man, this was a blast. Yep. Uh, tune in next week for all the action, and uh, I'll see you soon, Anthony. All right, buddy. See you soon. And since today is the first day of twenty nineteen. I want to play you my favorite interview from 2018. I got a chance to sit down with Jalen Ramsey and talk about the upcoming year. Well, let's just say his year didn't go so great with the Jaguars this year. And some of his predictions were off. But still, he's one of my favorite players in the NFL. One of the most passionate players who is currently playing the game today. Here's Jalen Ramsey from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jalen. What's up, man? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Man, I'm I'm real good. Um, this was this was totally unexpected. I got a, a mutual friend of ours hooked us up and was just like, hey, do you know Jalen Ramsey? He's like, are you kidding me? I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I appreciate it too. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, you you came on the scene like I you're about as exciting as I've seen since Deion Sanders. I hear that every now and then. Yeah. I, I mean, just one of those guys who's created like I mean, just headaches for opposing offenses, and, and you're exciting as hell to watch. Like as a cornerback, that's rare to make such a name for yourself. I mean, I, I consider you and like maybe Revis Island, but uh, there's very few shut down corners who seem like they're bigger than the game. 
Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, the main thing is, is, you know, playing the game, doing my job. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I got to have that personality, too. I got to have that extra little extra little juice to go with it. Yeah, yeah, you do. Where, where are you from originally? I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Are you really? Yeah, and, I am. And, and what's, uh, what made you go to FSU? Um... It was just it just turned out to be the right situation for me. It was like uh the coaches there at the time were good. Um they were a team they were a good team that was pretty young at the same time. So um I just I thought I had an opportunity to to go in and help them win a championship. Yeah, I didn't know if you looked up to like Deion Sanders as a kid um, and you were like, yo, I wanna go play where primetime played. Um not really as a not really. I was a it's crazy, I was actually a Miami Hurricane fan. Uh all the U. Yeah, the U. All my all my life. I was a Miami Hurricane fan and I was a uh Southern California fan, Trojans for all of my life. And uh I was committed to USC for like seven months. Um and then they had uh fired coach Monty Kiffin and the whole thing started yeah. to go downhill. So um I ended up decommitting and FSU, I, I don't know. I just kind of fell into FSU's hands. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I, I'm going to say this: it's for the good because most of those kids at USC. Um, I've li- look, I've lived in Los Angeles for for 17 years. I, I saw all of them at Hollywood parties, bars, clubs, where it was just like, shit. When are you guys playing football? Exactly. It, it's, I I figured that it was probably like that. I did. That's an aspect though of why I liked it so much. I mean, to be out in LA, to be in Hollywood, so. I'm sure uh, the guys who every guy who went there, um, I mean, it's a legendary school, uh, and I'm I'm sure they that adds to that adds to the components right there, like you know, to be in Hollywood, maybe run into a celebrity here and there, be shopping, really do whatever you want to do. Yeah, because those guys like uh, Linehart and Bush and the Reggie Bush and those guys during their height of of usc's glory um in the mid 2000s they were out at all the hollywood clubs so you would see them out and it was almost as if they were local celebrities in the city but i kept thinking to myself i was like dude when do you guys practice i see you out every single night yeah i bet i mean they and like you said they were like, like reggie bush matt Lyon, they were all they were celebrities so um i don't know to, honestly being able to them being able to balance that was that's pretty good on on, on their behalf uh, to being able to be that good and still be a celebrity and probably going out every every other night or something. Yeah, yeah, because like Linehart, look, look, if he would have spent more time practicing, he probably could have been a better quarterback. Reggie Bush had a long career; like he, you know, uh, he ended up in the game for at least ten years, which is saying a lot yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Who else recruited you besides FSU? Uh. Literally everybody. Uh, Ohio and, State at all? Yeah, Ohio State did. I'm um, a I'm a Buckeye, by the way. I graduated from Ohio oh, State. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Ohio State did. I didn't like Ohio State though. One, I didn't want. I didn't want to play anywhere cold. So I, I you know, um, I get it. Like those, the, dude. The winters are brutal, and uh, it doesn't lend itself to like, oh, hey, I can train outdoors 365 days a year, like like a Florida State can. Right. Exactly. I didn't. I already was in. Tennessee and Tennessee's not it's I mean it's not as cold as Ohio but it's also not it, it has its season it has fall it has you know spring it has winter so uh I wanted to go somewhere where I was going to be 
warm all the time. I get it. I 100% get it. I'm, I'm a Georgia boy originally. I just went because it was the biggest school in the nation, and I just thought, why not have like the ultimate college experience? But I felt like that about FSU. I've I've partied or or you know spoke or traveled <laughs> to all these schools. Florida State has that same vibe where everybody down there is a diehard Florida State fan in Tallahassee, yeah. and it's uh, the games are insane. The women are off the charts. Um, yeah, some of the hottest girls on the planet that go to school there. Easily. Oh, it's a blast! It's just a, oh, just a, just an awesome time. What year did you come out of college? Were you a junior or a senior? Did you go to the full? Uh, I came out early. I came out as a junior, uh, true junior. I did three years, um, and then came came right out. Um, and, and what number were you picked in the draft? Five overall. Five overall. overall. Did you go? Uh yeah, I was there. I was in the green room. I was with. My mom, my dad, my niece, nephew, and my brother, and of course, like my agent. Um, and I was in there with them, and it was a good time. It was a, it's like a, it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So yeah, I was, I was there. It is, and like I see, like you know, because the draft is coming up next month, and I see some yep. kids skipping it and saying, "No, nah, I'm going to be at home." I was like, "Man, if I had the opportunity to be at the draft and get picked in the first round, that that is one thing you will never forget the rest of your life." That's awesome that you ended up doing it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I know for some dudes because it was it's guys like that every year who are like, I, I don't know if I'm gonna go. I, I might not go. I think, um, I think if you know, like almost ninety nine percent sure that you're gonna be a first rounder, that you should go just because it's once in a lifetime opportunity. But if there's like a, if you're a guy like on the border, like okay, I might go in the twenties, yeah, or I, or I might go early second round next day, uh, then I might not go just because. I understand. You don't want to be like the last one in the green room. You don't want to, you know. I mean, it's a whole bunch of possibilities that you don't want to happen. And it's so, a, it's uh, it's, a, it's a long time. Like that draft is a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Like like I said, I was a fifth overall pick, and I was still in the I was in the green room for it an hour and a half. Man, and did you know you were going fifth overall? But b- like before you showed up that day. Or as it went along, you were like, oh, man, I'm going a lot higher than I thought I would or lower than I thought I would? Crazy. I actually, the night before the draft, I had a dream that I was going number three uh, to San, San Diego. At the yeah. Time. There were San Diego Chargers. And uh, that that was the one place I, I mean, it sounds crazy not wanting to go number three, but that was the one place I didn't want to go in the draft. Uh, so uh, I was kind of mad. Not really mad, but all day I was like thinking about it. Like, man, I hope this dream don't come true. I hope that dream don't come true. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping that I went four to Dallas. That was what I was originally hoping that I went four to Dallas, or I either um, I either fell to number eight to go to come home to come to Tennessee. Uh, but after Dallas didn't pick me, my phone started ringing immediately, and it, it was Jacksonville. So. Man, look, everybody wants to go to Dallas. That would have been the dream. I, I'm I'm sure Jerry Jones is kicking himself that he didn't take you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he he had people. People always say, you know, it was between me and Ezekiel Elliott. So I mean, that's if you got those two options. I mean, you can't really be mad at him for picking Ezekiel Elliott. Of course, I would rather him pick me, but. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, things that he did immediately for that team. Yeah, that's um, true. He's, he's one of the best yeah. in the business right now. Right. Uh, right. Are you amps when, ja- when you hear it's Jacksonville? 
because Jacksonville's not being from Florida. You you know Jacksonville. It's it's not that much of a blast as a town. No, no, it's not. Uh, I mean, recently this year after we started winning a little bit, we started getting a little juice in the city. It was, uh, you know, it, the energy was high. It was like super positive. Uh, it, it was. It, it actually it got a little bit fun at times. I mean, it was like it started to be more to do and things like that. But um, before then, I mean, we weren't a Jacksonville hasn't historically been a good team, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty dead city. Not much to do there. I mean, there's the beach, a few places to go, but not much to do. It's not one of the most glorified places in Florida that you can be in. But at least you can stay out of trouble. Like it's a city that you can definitely stay out of trouble. One hundred percent. You gonna? You gonna? You gonna? If you get in trouble in Jacksonville, that means you just. That means you just. I mean, I don't know. You burnt down the strip you. club. Yeah, you yeah, burnt down the strip club, and then you threw a stack of cash out the window on exactly. the way out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, being in Jacksonville, you you won't get in trouble. You gonna save your money. There's nowhere to really. I mean, blow your money, shop or anything. So, I mean, I, I guess it worked out for me. I mean, for the for the better. For sure. And, and did a did a bunch of your old school friends from from FSU come over to Jacksonville with you and be like, "All right, cool. He's in state. He's you know, relatively close at least." Yeah. So I'm only two out. Jacksonville, uh, where I live, is only like two hours from Florida State. So I was able to. Uh, I was able to go back to FSU, um, you know, hang out with some of my best friends, go to games when we didn't have a game on a Sunday. Um, then they were able to come to my games on Sundays too if they wanted to. Uh, if they weren't too tired or anything like that. So it was cool um, being that close and being able to uh, have that fan base kind of follow me, you know, right up, right up, right up north a little bit to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, growing up as a kid, was there a favorite team that you had? Besides the Cowboys, that you were like, "Hey," because I, w- with your personality, you could have been, you could have been a just taking over the city of New York. You know, I <laughs> I hear that all the time. But being a Cowboys fan, no, I hated New York because uh, they were know, in the they, same division. But I don't know yeah, if like the yeah, Jets yeah. or you know, like if you look at the Jets and you're like, "Man, I could have lit it up," and I would have been on every billboard in New York City. Man. I, I, I mean, you never know. The end. I mean, and I still have years to play. You know, God, when I got years to play, but you never know what happens in the future. But uh, no, I was never a fan of any of those teams. I was, I was strictly only a fan of uh, the Cowboys, um, just because. I mean, that was America's team. And then growing up, they played the Cowboys games literally all the time on TV. And then um, I guess slightly also, the, I was a Titans fan just because uh, you know it was the local team, and I, those were the only you know, NFL football games I was able to go to as a kid and they were on TV locally all the time. Yeah, were you a big fan of Steve McNair and Eddie George and those guys? Yeah. yeah. Huge fan, huge fan of uh of, of those guys. Steve McNair's kids, they actually had went to the same high school as me. Um I mean they're a lot younger, but they graduated from the same high school as me. Um and then Eddie George, I actually met him uh I think it was three years ago. Uh two or three years ago. He was um he started up a financial financial advisor firm, and uh, he was he was recruiting me to great guy. Firm. Yeah, he, yeah great, he, guy. great guy. And uh, I I worked with him on a movie, maybe I don't know eight ten years ago. And uh, he was always concerned with everybody keeping their finances in the NFL. So that that doesn't surprise me to hear that. Yeah, he's a good guy. Great guy, man. He yeah. still, uh, he actually still keeps in contact with my dad all the time. So real good guy. 
Yeah, he, he he's the best who just genuinely wants the best for everyone. Because, you know, you can see a lot of guys get it taken advantage of and stuff like that. Eddie's just that dude who's just down, who's just like, hey, man, here's the real situation. You need to treat it like a business. Take care of your money and uh, and yeah. go on about your your day. Um, uh, how many how, how many questions and how sick of are you hearing the Blake Bortles questions, by the way? <laughs> um, during the year, it got... Uh... I mean, it got a little out of hand because it was like every day or every other day when somebody wants to ask about Blake. But uh, during the offseason, I haven't even been back. I haven't really been back uh, in Jacksonville. I've been home in Nashville for most of the time, and I haven't really talked to any media or really – I haven't really talked to anybody about, about Blake at all. You so know, I've been good lately. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, he, I, I think he answered a lot of those questions during the playoffs, and yeah. – uh, no, I, look when, when they resigned him, Jacksonville. You guys, uh, nobody really bitched about it. Where they were like, "Yeah, he, you know, he he earned this this type of contract, and we'll see what happens going forward." And the the, the crappy thing to me is, you guys beat the Patriots. Like you, <laughs> you know that, right? Like like you felt it when you were out there. Like, God damn it, we beat this team. Um, now, look, Patriots went on to the Super Bowl. Obviously, and they technically won on paper. But you guys beat the Patriots that day with Blake Bortles as your quarterback. Yeah, yeah, we. Uh, I I agree with you. I, I definitely get what you're saying. I agree with you. We we had that game, uh, 100% in control until, um, I mean, just a, a few factors played a role into the the true outcome on paper, but. Yeah, we had that game in control. Yeah, because I was—I'm a diehard Falcons fan. Grew up in Atlanta my entire life. I, I'm one of those people who would never go to the Super Bowl unless my team is in it. So I went to that Falcons 28-3 collapse versus New England, yeah. and I, I felt the—I felt the exact same way when I was watching your game a, a year later. Was we, we beat the Patriots? Um, you know, he came back at the end and they got some miracle of God type plays out of, out of Brady and those guys. And that's the way I felt about you. And I was like, man, as a fan, I left that Super Bowl game with a feeling of emptiness inside of me. I can't imagine what it's like as a player, especially when you know, you won, you know, you beat them. Like, can yep. you describe that feeling and what it's been like this off season? Um, it's kind of been like, uh, I mean, it kind of sucked, right? Immediately, it sucked right after. Uh, of course, it stung for about a week or two. Uh, but then for me, I was able to go to the Pro Bowl. So I went to the Pro Bowl, and for me, that, that kind of helped me get over a lot of stuff quicker than probably it did some other guys just because I got to be around football one more week. Right. I got to be around, like, the elite of the elite, uh, you know, doing something um, that selects you get to do. So it, it kind of helped me get over it a little bit. And then um, after that, I kind of got to come home and, and be with my family and friends so uh, I got over it quicker than other people did but I know going going forward I mean I'm training super hard this offseason already started and I know uh, when we get back uh, when we get back into the swing of things and training camp and stuff starts I know we all we all gonna have a little chip on our shoulder we all gonna have something to strive for because we know uh, we know now you know what it takes to get to that point the AFC championship game to get as far as we got but uh we need one more step so we don't have to we don't have to push a little bit harder and have some motivation was there any falcons at the pro bowl who came up to you and said hey man <laughs> <laughs> we're with you uh, and like you you beat them like you know uh because it's it was, un, it's undescribable what they're able to do for some reason yeah yeah it was, 
uh, I mean, probably this this book won't be surprising at all. But it was more than just Falcons coming up to us. It was it was like almost everybody in the league was was rooting for us. They were like, man, we wanted y'all to win, not them. All uh, of us. Kinda, yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody wanted us to win, uh, and not them. And that, that's probably like the same for the Super Bowl as well. Like, everybody wanted, uh, everybody I know was going for Philly anyway. Yeah, and because I, I, I was in Vegas when you guys played, uh, we had a gig in Vegas, and uh, when you guys played the Patriots, and I went into the sports book and I bet on Jacksonville, and there was maybe a line of like ten or twelve, and they all looked at me and they were like, "Wait." You're picking. You're really picking Jacksonville. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I think the, I thought you guys were going to win. Um, yeah. And, and the point spread ended up being like eight on that. And you guys still won anyways for me. Uh, when I went, and ca- <laughs> when I went and cashed my ticket, I was the only one in there. And I took a photo of it. It, it was like The Walking Dead. I was like, oh man, literally no one picks Jacksonville. Um, did you guys know that going in? Do you talk about that as a team in the locker room where you're like, man, no one thinks we're going to win this game. Let's just go out and tear their heads off. Yep, yep. That was uh that was our message like almost exactly. It was like, Hey look, y'all, like we, we got we have nothing to lose. Uh everybody already thinks we're gonna lose. Uh so so if we win, we shock everybody. If we lose, I mean that's what they thought anyway, so it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. Let's all the pressure's on them, so let's go out here. Um let's have fun let's just leave it all out on the line yeah and that's the way that game felt too where i was just like man they just keep going for it every down um and that's the way you should play against them um it it was unbelievably exciting uh do you still do you still get together and watch the draft with your buddies and stuff like that like you know since the draft is coming up next month yeah yeah that's like uh I think I think for just football fans in general, that's like a tradition that you get that you get with whoever your squad is. You get with your people, and you uh you just watch the draft. Probably get some wings. Probably get something to eat. That's exactly. Uh, we get a, we draft, get a whole spread. Yeah, my wife comes in. We get the wings. We get all of it. It's cool that yeah. you guys do it too. Yeah, same same thing. We we do the same thing. I mean, um, at the end of the day, yeah, we, yeah, we play football, but uh, you know, we fans of it still. We still want to see. Where guys end up, uh, what teams we think got better, what teams you know may, maybe didn't make a good draft choice. So it's still cool for us to do that too. Yeah, who who are you hoping you guys pick up? Do you have your wish list of college guys that you're like, all right, we need this, we need this, we need this? Um, man, I for us, we were so we we made such a big difference this year, like the culture change and everything like that. I just hope we get somebody um who is you know used to winning somebody who's you know from a winning program or at least used to individually winning um and who's just gonna fit what we're trying to do like fit what we how we trying to take this team, not really uh specifically one position because I mean we made it we made it work with the guys we had on the team already, so we're gonna make it work, but uh you know adding key. Uh, good pieces and, and some young pieces like our team's already young. I think that'll that'll be good for us. Some wide receivers. I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to see you guys get some wide receivers in there. Yeah, I think I think that's a that that's possibly a target for us. I think uh, wide receiver may be a target for us. I think tight end will be a target for us. Um, of O line will be target for us. I mean, you can never have too many O lines to protect the quarterback who you just uh, you know locked up with on a contract. Um, 
So, so yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see who we get. For sure, yeah, because I, like, I think you guys have the best defense in the league. Uh, I'm not saying that because you're on my show. I, I'm saying that because I, I think that's the, <laughs> that's, the, that's the general consensus of everybody. Fournette is, uh, you know, he looked like a god his first year. I'm uh, telling you, he'll be. He, he's going to be great. And, I, look, I, I'm, not a, I'm not as down on Bortles as everybody else is. If you can manage a game, he, you know, to me, he – he appears to have the skill set of, of almost an Alex Smith. If he learns to manage the game and you guys get some better receivers, he's only going to get better and better. I, I think you guys are very – you don't need too many more pieces to be a Super Bowl contender every single year. No, I, I agree I agree with you 100%. Um, and with them locking up, Blake, I think that, uh, you know, now – that we know that we're not going out looking for a quarterback, a free agent quarterback or anything. Yeah, we, we could possibly get a, a rookie quarterback to uh, come and compete and learn under Blake or something. But other than that, I mean, if, if we're going to stick with Blake, we got to go get them pieces around him to help him even more. Our defense, we're going to keep doing what we got to do. We're going to keep working together. Hopefully everybody can stay with us and stay together. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just getting some more pieces uh, around Blake to help him and uh, help Leonard lead that offense. That'll, that's That'll be the key, I think. Yeah, I, I think so too. Well, how how were your draft numbers when you were in the in the combine? I was watching the combine uh, over the weekends. What was your forty? My forty was a four four one. That was my um, that was my fastest one, a four four one. What about vertical? Uh, I verted a forty one and a half. All right, and how about bench? Uh, I did the bench press fifteen times. I think it was fourteen or fifteen. It was pretty. It was average. That was that was my most average uh, uh, number. Was the bench press? Did, did you see the Shaq uh, the numbers that were put up by Shaq Griffin by any chance? Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I was joking with my uh, I was joking with my mom. I was like, man, the the guy with the prosthetic arm he he did bench press five more times than I did it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. His, he's a beast, though. He's a he's a and and yeah, he got the prosthetic arm, but he actually a good football player. He's I, I've watched a couple uh, UCF games just because. Well, one of my teammates, well, Blake is he's from UCF, and uh, AJ Bouye, the other corner on the other side of me, uh, they're both from UCF, so they always used to try to say UCF was the best. Uh, they were the best team in Florida, better than Florida State, <laughs> stuff like that. So I, I actually watched a couple of their games, and he actually a good ball player as well. He's not just. You know, he's not just like some Cinderella hype story. He's actually a good football player. No, nah, it's great. He He's going to be one of the great storylines of the draft. Uh, obviously, Baker Mayfield is another one. Uh, but what about you? Is there any college guys that you're still friends with that are coming up in the draft that you're excited to see where they they end up? Yeah, so like my one of my best friends, like, will end up being, uh, you know, my kid's goddad one day, Derwin James. He, uh, of course, he's from Florida State. So we we we've always been super close. Um, he did super good today in the combine. He ran a four four seven. He jumped a forty inch vertical. He did the bench press twenty one times. Uh, he's a two hundred fifteen pound six three safety. Wow. Um, he did he did really good. He's projected first round. I'm excited to see where he ends up and never know. Hopefully he end up he he end up in Jacksonville with me. How crazy um, would that be? I know. I'm telling you that'd be that'd be what's up right there. Uh, I'm looking forward to see where Lamar Jackson la- lands and uh, how Same. he does in the NFL. Just because, I mean, there's a lot of speculation going on with him right now. People want to put him at a different position, um, you know, even though he's he's done really well at quarterback. He's put up some crazy numbers at quarterback uh, his time being in Louisville. And me personally, I played against him um, when I was in, was in college. My uh, 
junior year, I think my last year. Uh, what what were your did. what were your thoughts on him? Yeah, when you played against him, uh, he actually he I mean he did good against us. He we beat him of course, but uh, he did real good. He uh, he was he was basically their offense. Like um, they didn't, I mean they didn't really have as many weapons uh, as other teams had around him. Like he didn't really have the receivers. He didn't have the running backs that could make him. They could go make a play and make him just look even better than he is, but he won Heisman um, off of the team he has. So um, I think he's good. I, I do too. I think he might be a little thin. Like, I, you know, if he took off running and somebody like you came and lit him up, um, I, boy, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, you know, as his body develops and he gets bigger, um, you know, look, all of these quarterbacks to me are, are a couple, two, three seasons away, but the NFL doesn't seem to want to spend the time develop, de- developing these guys anymore like they used to. No, the NFL is a, is a right now league. It's like they want everything right now. Yeah, um, especially I from mean, a quarterback because you're paying him so much money. You expect right. them to be the face of the, franchi- the franchise. And you look at guys like Carson Wentz and them, and they're like, I don't understand why you can't be the next Carson Wentz. Right. See that, and that's what makes it hard because uh, you see guys do that like year one. Carson Wentz, um, even this year, Deshaun Watson did it until he got hurt. Yeah, you see guys who actually do it, so they're like, "Shoot, we want that." But then there's also guys who are good doing it the second year. Jared Goff, um, he wasn't ready year one, but last year he had a good year. He was in the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah, um, Kansas City's sort of doing the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. They, I mean, he didn't play last year. Alex Smith was still the head guy, and now this year they they've already said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna roll with Patrick Mahomes." Like, so we'll see how he does this year. Sometimes it pays off if you do it that way. It does. It does. Is there a quarterback out there that's got your number where you're like, "Man, I can't face this guy. I can't tell where 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 he's going every time." Um, I think. Uh, well, ah, uh, man, I think. Uh, of, of course, Tom Brady. Uh, he's the. I think he's the best quarterback ever to play the game. He he was very good. Uh, hard to read him. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. I can I can understand why now after playing him. But also uh, a dude in my conference like Marcus Mariota. I thought Marcus Mariota. For some reason, the Titans have a, they have our number. He just does a good job as being a leader to their team, managing the game, kind of like you were just talking about. He he does a good job with that, and they have our number. They. I mean, they beat us three out of the four times that we played. And the one time that we beat them, Marcus Mariota got hurt. So that's why I say Marcus Mariota has our number. Uh, and then Deshaun Watson, um, we played him one time last year just because he got hurt. He was hurt the second time we played him. But um, the the one time we played him, he didn't even start the game. Uh, Tom Savage started the game. He came in after halftime uh, while we were already up like by 30 points. He came in immediately. His first two drives took took him down the field. They scored, uh, they scored two quick times. Took him down the field. So I think over the years to come, him and DeAndre Hopkins, they're gonna be a they're gonna be something we got to key on when we play the Texans twice a year. Yeah, for sure. I, I look, I had him in fantasy football. He was my starting quarterback to Sean Watson. I was annihilating people. And it was the yeah. it was the greatest thing ever. And then I got a weird text like the da 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 on my phone from ESPN. Like, oh, you have an ESPN alert. Deshaun Watson uh, torn ACL in practice, done for the year. Sorry about right. your life. And uh, I could I couldn't believe it because um, you know it's it's rare to see a, a guy like him get hurt in a non contract drill in, on a exactly. thir- on a Thursday um, afternoon. 
and uh, it, yeah, it was shocking. It was yeah, shocking. Crazy. Whatever, um, they, whatever drill they were doing, I guarantee they won't be doing that no more. No, no, for sure, for sure. You're you're notoriously one of the best trash talkers in the league. Did you tr- <laughs> did, did you even attempt it against Tom Brady? I did actually. Yeah, crazy. I did. Uh, I did during pregame, and I did during the actual game. Uh, I mean, of course. I mean, think about trash talking. You can only really trash talking if you're uh, if you're winning. So th- while we were winning, I was trash talking, but. Uh, as soon as they started to come back and stuff, I was trying to focus up, um, get in a different zone. And, and then once they started winning, of course, that was the end of the game. So, yeah. Did, did he respond to you at all? Uh, at the beginning of the game, he did. Yeah, he did. He, uh, I think I remember him saying something like, I'm going to come at you. Like, I'm, I'm coming at you early in the game. And uh, I don't remember exactly what I said back to him, but I was probably like, I, was, I probably said something along the lines of, I, you know, I hope you do. And I guarantee us a win or something like that. But he didn't. Uh, <laughs> He didn't come at he he didn't come at me a lot during that game at all. Uh, who else that you can't is the best trash talker besides you that you just can't get inside their head? Uh, Antonio Brown. He was really good. He was uh, I mean, and kind of going back to what I just said when you're when you're doing good when you're holding your own, uh, you got a little leeway. You can kind of talk a little bit, and people can't talk to you as much. So uh, that's why he would. I couldn't really get in his head because he was still handling his business. Yeah, yeah. He he looks like a beast out there. Oh, he is. He is, for sure. Because he's not the biggest guy, and you wonder why he's torching everybody. And, and, you know, at least me, I sit home and think, man, he's got he's got to have the best ability there is because nobody can seem to touch that guy. I mean, he he's a combination of everything. Yeah, he's not big, uh, but he runs his routes good. He's fast. He catches his catch radius is crazy. He catches anything that Big Ben throws his way. Um, he just he's good at judging the ball. Has good eye control. I think he's just a a good all around receiver. Yeah, I do too. We we have Julio Jones on our team. You know who's uh, who's great, but he's not. He's still not on Antonio Brown's level for some reason. And you would you would look at a guy like Julio Jones with the the physical capabilities that he has, and you're like, why? Well, I don't understand. Why is he not putting up the same numbers as Antonio Brown? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think Julio's—he's one of the top at the game too. To be honest with you, I, I, I like Julio's game a lot. Uh, but they're just different players. And then at the same time, you got that that quarterback wide receiver relationships big too. When you getting when you getting the ball fed to you, uh, fifteen plus times a game like AB is, then uh, you gonna put up better numbers than somebody who's only getting the ball maybe eight times a game. Sure. Sure. Um, wh- let me ask you what your uh, your owner's like. This guy seems, I mean, every time you see him, he looks like he's ready for, for the Kentucky <laughs> Derby. Uh, is he a cool guy in real life? Like, would you hang out with him on the rag on the weekend and be like, hey, man. I could. Really? I could. Yeah, yeah, he's that cool. He's he's super cool. Him and his son, uh, Shad and Tony. Tony's his son. Uh, they super cool, man. They, I mean, they just chill. With, I mean, what you see is really how they how they are. They cool. Uh, always got always got their swag right. Like they going to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, yeah, he's I got mean, the the mustache. Uh, yeah. I, I don't even know how long that takes to get ready. He's also the first owner that installed. Uh, is it is it hot tubs in the stadium or, or a pool? Do you guys have a pool he down got there? The pools. Yeah. yeah, he got pools in the, in the stadium. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's cool, man. He's super cool. Uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, let me get a prediction out of you. How many years until you're Super Bowl champion? Uh, I, 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 this year, I don't think we're gonna have to wait too much longer. 
Okay. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, if I don't, if I don't believe in it, nobody else will. So I definitely believe it'll be this year. That's true. That's true. And uh, one more before I get you out of here. Uh, since you've become. I, w- I would like to say this, and this year in particular, one of the faces of the NFL, everyone's excited to see you. You're popping up in all these interviews. You're all over TV. Is there a celebrity crush that you have out there where you're like, man, can, can, can homegirl hit me up? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I remember when I first got the blue check on Instagram and Twitter, I DM'd Rihanna because I was thinking, I was thinking that maybe, you know, uh, once you get the blue check, like all blue checks notify they notify each other. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, didn't, I slid in Rihanna DMs, but I ain't have no luck with that. <laughs> you, uh, I think it's uh, who, jo- Joel Embiid, he's got no luck yeah. with, with Rihanna. It all comes back to Rihanna, doesn't it? White, black, it doesn't matter what race you are. Rihanna it cuts through everyone. I'm telling you, man, She could heal the country on her own. Like, that's how hot she is. I guarantee it. She she is that all that in the bag of chips. Oh man, look, you keep putting up seasons the way you're putting up seasons. I, I have a feeling uh she'll connect with you sooner sooner than later. Yeah, we need Rihanna to hear this and, and hit me up on Instagram or something, Rihanna. Hit me back on, <laughs> on many of your DMs. Where can people find you on social media? Uh anybody can follow follow me uh, it's just my name, Jalen Ramsey, J A L E N R A M. S E Y. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. Snapchat. Anything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I, I appreciate you doing the show. You're you're one of the rising stars in the NFL, and I, I think, uh, God willing, injury free, and, and on your way to uh, to a Hall of Fame career, my man. I appreciate you, man, and I appreciate you having me on here. This is cool, man. Yeah. Let's do it again sometime. Absolutely, man. Huge, huge fans. Uh, much continued success. H- have a great day, buddy. Appreciate you too, man. All right, bye bye.